I won't wear a mask. <laughs> Jesus created us without a mask. That's right. Jesus Satan is in the world. You are Satan. You are praying to Satan. If you're not praying to Jesus, you're praying to Satan. I will not wear a mask. God didn't create me with a mask, so I will not wear one. Makes sense. Didn't create you with them shoes either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Pancom Podcast. My name is Mike Beltran. Cupping the microphone is 100% unhelpful. What? <laughs> that does not help. It's a terrible two, I don't understand what you're saying. If you use two hands, it's probably better. Right. <laughs> How does this sound, though? Does this sound better or no? You should do the, whole, you should do the whole podcast <laughs> like that. Maybe I will. <laughs> like a fucking drive-thru. <laughs> should we do the monologue we practiced before? Nothing's better than a good monologue. Did you watch the um, like outtakes or whatever the clips from that... Town hall meeting. What was it? In West Palm Beach or something? Yeah, somewhere in. Where people were screaming about having to wear masks. Yeah, that was magic. I won't wear a mask. <laughs> Jesus created us without a mask. That's right. Jesus wanted us. Satan mask. is in the world. You are Satan. You are praying to Satan. If you're not praying to Jesus, you're praying to Satan. I will not wear a mask. God didn't create me with a mask, so I will not wear one. Makes sense. Didn't create you with them shoes either. <laughs> Dude, fucking. I was just at. I was just at CVS on on US one and. Like the, the the poor lady at the front who has to appeal all day. There's some 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 old dude in there, and and she's like, "Oh, be safe, stay safe." But no, the, the guy's like, the the poor lady at the front of CVS is like, "Yeah, yeah be safe." And he's like, "Oh, you really want to be safe?" Psalms ninety one. There he's it like, is. Plague. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. They're like, yeah, plagues will not affect you if you are in the light of the Lord. I'm like, dude, didn't I wanted to be like, hey, Grandpa man, didn't like. Nine people to church just die because they went to fucking choir practice. Like, <laughs> did that just happen? No, like back in the day, like maybe a month ago. That's what happened. Oh, like, you know, someplace in. It seems South. like a month ago is back in the day. Yeah, it is. It yeah, seems like right when now. this all started, we're like, this is only gonna be two weeks. Seems like fucking yeah. six years ago. Yeah, you know, when it all started and they shut us down, I was like, eh, I guess I'll just binge drink, smoke a lot of weed. Oh, so God I, bless. Yeah, so I did that for a short period of time, about a month. No, about three weeks. About three weeks. Which I've had longer binges than in the past. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, fuck, okay, I gotta get better. So I got healthy, worked out good. And I, I, think, I, I think I'm approaching binge. I think it's, some, like, it's just a bell curve of shit. Well, hey, what a man. first of all, let's tell all the people who you are. Right yeah. now, you're just talking into a Keanu Reeves. I would love to interview Keanu Reeves. I'm, God, this is a great. He shows this, up right now, he's, he'll have the mic. I'm no, like, I mean, no. yeah, it would be, a, I think the most epic podcast ever would be oh, Keanu God. Reeves, Wesley Snipes, and Steven Seagal. Yes. All at the same time. You have to find something that's con- that they all disagree on and have them argue with David Hasselhoff. Other. Yeah. They would all disagree about David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff discuss. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, Falco. Yes, yeah. just Falco. Just, just Falco. Falco. Just call me Falco. Yeah, well, my dad's name's John. So no, no. Everyone always historically has called me Falco just because. Uh, well, it's my last name, but um, in the military, you just for I was a military guy, so you always for my last name. And there's a lot of fucking Johns in this world. So um, let me show. There's a lot of mics too, but um, John is like the historical, historically most common name with John Doe, right? But um, yeah, so no, no, Falco, um, and I'm glad to be here. So, I mean, speaking of there being a lot of mics, this is yeah. the second mic podcast that you've done. So you were also on... Yes, you were on yeah, that was on Mike Mike. All I remember about that was three hours of Mike Ortiz rambling the whole time. <laughs> Mike Ortiz would probably say three hours of 
of fucking the two of us rambling. No, right? I don't think so. <laughs> Mike would be like, you're right. Yeah, well, you know, long format podcasts are things that people oh, really enjoy. That's, that's what right. he would say. Yes. Yeah, and if he's listening, nobody enjoys sure. it. Nobody. <laughs> nobody enjoys that. I'm sorry. Oh, well, well, yeah. People with long, with, with long, uh, with a tremendous amount of patience on long road trips. Mm, right. Yeah, I could dig into that. So Strange Beast? That's yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the latest concept. Strange Beast, Brew Pub Pizzeria. Um, ne- Neapolitan-style pizza. Um, with uh, obviously, you know, we, we, uh, we respect tradition. You know, much in, in the way you do. Although, of course, your concept's totally different what we're doing. But um, we, you know, we twist it up a little bit. We uh, dig a little bit into nostalgia. For example, like our chopped pepperoni, you know, is very, very much like... Uh, um, I kind of wanted that chopped pepperoni feel that you got on Thursdays in, in public school on pizza day. Oh, yeah. So, but things like that. But no, no, yeah, Rupa Pizzeria. We got another one on the way in Palmetto Bay. Oh, nice. Down there, down there, South Palmetto Bay that we got going on, um, which will be called Maxwell Brothers Clothing Store, actually, which is very odd. But I like the name. Yeah. I like the name. So, um, and just correct me here, you are part of Lincoln Beards, too? Yes, or? yes. Yeah. So, um, I had an idea to open a brewery, found five of my, uh, my coworkers there, and uh, we opened it. And uh, we went on for about uh, two and a half, three years. Uh, the partner relationship wasn't working out too well, so I, I pulled chalks and uh, opened up a little brew pub pizzeria with a gentleman named Todd, who um, to, uh, Todd Maxwell of Maxwell Brothers, which we can discuss that name later. But um, yeah, so we left, opened up Strange Beast. And um, then the, it wasn't really working out for the partners that remained, so we went back and reacquired Lincoln's Beard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So um, that happened right at the beginning of this year. So you did that, you left, and then you went back. Yeah. Went cool. Back. Yeah, we're lucky enough to have an opportunity to take it back over again. Totally different mindset. Um, revenues were, were, were kind of in, in, the, in the dumps back then, late December. Um, so we went in, we rejuvenated as much as, as we could, and we were trending up really well. And then COVID hit, right? Which is probably a lot of people's stories. So, um, you know, the, I think the the worst thing about, uh, I mean, there's several terrible things about this worldwide yeah. pandemic that we're living in, but it's like it seemed like uh, at least in our city, it was the best people were doing. Yeah. I mean, at least me personally, like we're, the company was doing very well, and we were trending upwards, and we were excited about the future, and we we're gonna see what happened, and then. Boom. Yeah, that's exactly the same. We were doing all of our numbers were trending up for about two, three months. Um, we Our first month of having Lincolns, we were kind of just slowing, slowing the decline. And then, then we were turned around. Our numbers were trending up really well. We're getting big jumps. And uh, yeah, and then it hit. So, um, which was made it even more crushing. You right. Know? Um, but uh, yeah, so now we're just trying to survive like everyone else. I think yeah. it's like sur- surviving, accepting the fact that you're trying to survive and you're not really trying to make money right now. Right now, yeah. we're just trying to cut our teeth and we're just trying to yeah. make it. Yeah, you know, stop like, bleeding. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, uh, at least in the business model, like how do you break even is the goal. Mm-hmm. And I, every day right now, that's kind of what I think to myself is like, how can we just break even in today's climate without trying to fucking burn cash? Because yeah. it seems like every corner you turn... Everyone's burning cash. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, tell me how this how it works in like the brewery world because that's something I'm not totally familiar with. So, yeah. do you see? Um, I mean, is business different because of COVID? People stay at home. Do they still drink? Are they still drinking your product? Are they buying yeah. your product? 
Yeah, you know, we we were getting uh, we were getting a lot of takeout sales, tons, tons, tons. Now, of course, any you know takeout or package sale, which we do our the crowlers with the big thirty two ounce cans, you're going to have a lower margin. You know, higher volume, lower margin. Um, right. In an ideal situation, uh, you know, guy comes, has a few beers, grabs a crowler on his way out. So you're okay with eating that margin. So. Uh, we were moving a good amount of beer, but a lot of people were also staying home. A lot of people were also conscious of the fact that, you know, they can get a 12-pack of Miller High Life um, for a lot less than they can get uh, 12 of any of my beers to take out. So, Champagne of beers, yeah, man. Exactly. It's been I, around I, for a long time I for a reason. Miller High Life. Yeah, that's, that's I'm four actually, years old, bro. <laughs> that's, like, that's actually yeah. the beer that my I used to drink because that's what my grandfather used to drink. Yes. So I think that, a lot of people have that same story, bro. I mean, you know, just like sitting on the back of like my buddy's pickup truck, drinking a fucking yeah. six-pack of Miller High Life. It, and it being still like, hits yeah. hard. I know, but the headache is like 20 minutes after you're done. It's like as soon as you're like, oh, I'm going to go home, it's like, boom, headache. It's serious dehydration. Yeah, it's wild. Wow. This is good. Nick, what are we smoking? This episode is brought to you by Aganorsa Leaf. They're the makers of excellent cigars that stand out because of the distinctive flavors of their own Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists in Jalapa. And Esteli, Nicaragua. Mike, what are we smoking right now? Wow. This is... Oh, you took your band off. Aganorsa <laughs> Leaf, Nicaragua. Which, so, uh, we recently came into possession of several different Aganorsa cigars. We did. But this is the first time that we smoke this particular blend together. Yeah, I like it. I like it, too. And I think that it pairs... I would smoke it again. I think it pairs well with, like... Something heavy like this, like the pizza we just like ate. the pizza we just ate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for for those of you who are novice smokers, you don't want to go like some light Connecticut thing, right? You know, if you're gonna eat something super heavy like a big steak, or I've been a smoking Chicago the, pizza. the Connecticut, the Connecticut you gave me, right? Yeah, yeah. Which they're delicious. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so the Aganor portfolio of cigars includes. Aside from what we're smoking right now, JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, and Casa Fernandez Cigars. Uh, Aganorsa, which was founded by Eduardo Fernandez, fun fact, co-founder of Telepizza, the uh, European-born pizza chain, mm. has manufacturing in Esteli, Nicaragua, and Miami, where they make, among other blends, the Casa Fernandez Miami Aniversario. It's Aganorsa's ultra-premium line. Big fan of that cigar as well. Blended for optimal performance in specific sizes, including a box-pressed Lancero. Aniversario is both bunched and rolled by hand in Miami by master Cuban rollers using only that Aganorsa leaf tobacco that we mentioned earlier, including Aganorsa's own Corojo 99 wrapper. The cigars are complex, rich, and full-bodied. You like my cigar? Full-bodied. Tremendo body. Oh, baby. <laughs> Tremendo body. That's a great name for a cigar. Tremendo body. Tremendo body. Uh, perfect for the experienced smoker to celebrate those special moments in life, like, for instance, your first deep dish or stuffed Chicago pizza. Exactly. Only great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa leaf. Aganorsa leaf. Aganorsa leaf. I hear it's more effective if you say it three times. Uh, it's a good leaf. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we... we uh... We move a lot of beer just at lower margins, you know, and, and when they opened up, things were looking a little better, but we were still, um, we were still hurting. You know, we were still probably about 30% down off where we were, even, even with, with the folks there, just with the spacing and all that, it's just quite difficult. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, but now, now it's, um, now, you know, despite there hasn't been too much change, you know, folks are just getting spooked now. Yeah. You know, folks are getting I think, I now. think it's, it's really just, yeah. uh. 
research, I think. People are concerned. Yeah. And, and that's what I see the most. Like the day that the world reopened, which for us was on the 27th, um, it was like, you know, it was okay. And then I saw like two weeks of like trending decent. Mm-hmm. Not Again, you're not making any money. You're just no. not losing no. money. Yeah. And then within the last 10 days, we've seen a hard just like, yeah. it's just been a, a, a like a steep, just like straight down. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, people are concerned, which there is reason to be concerned. Sure. But I think, and, I, and I'll say this till I'm fucking blue in the face, there are people that are doing their damnedest to make sure that we all have to close. People that don't abide 100%. by any rules. People that don't give a fuck. Yeah. People that don't care about you. The people that don't care about their employees. They don't care about their patrons. They don't care about anything. Yeah. And they're just out there to fuck everything up. Yep. Like, 100%. Uh, it, it's crazy to me to be so arrogant to think that you are bigger than this issue. Yeah. You know, like, it, and you did before, so nothing changed now. Yeah. You know, like... Um, Everyone always references Swan, right? Because mm-hmm. like that's what we're that's what like what's right in our face. So like uh, Dave Grubman made a, a a decision that he thought his business and his money and his cash flow was more important than the well being of the entire industry. Am I wrong here? Uh, yeah, I'm not even following the story. Yeah, hey, give well, me the background. Give me the well, background. Well, no, I mean <laughs> there, there was uh, there was you know that uh, there was an Instagram handle COVID 305 which they got oh, taken yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they got yes, they got okay. taken down because yes. i'm sure they got paid off and they, yeah. they like the money more and they liked actually exposing people <laughs> exactly. wherever the fuck those people are yeah um but yeah there was like several images of francis suarez which is our yes. super defunct yes. uh derailed mayor what is he mayor again nick what is he mayor? city of miami city of miami You're he's what he is not my mayor oh. <laughs> he is he is the mayor he's of this mayor. this place but he is not my mayor <laughs> Um, him at Swan and not wearing a mask oh, yeah, yeah. and everyone was on top of each other. Those yes. people at the bar and the yes. whole nine. And then it kind of, it caught, it caught fire on Univision, mm-hmm. I think. And then of course, when the Spanish people start hitting it and it just starts, it's like wildfire and then it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And then now it was like, um, it was the biggest thing yeah. and they got shut down for like a day yeah. and their fine was 500 bucks. Yeah. What is that for it's them? Totally worth it for them. For totally, totally worth it. it. Totally worth it for them. But then the rest of us suffered. Yep. And then they came down and they said bars had to close. Yep. Which affected a lot of us negatively. Yeah. It even affects the restaurants. Absolutely affects the restaurants. Well, because people are confused. Yeah. Is that, does that mean that I can't have a drink when I go yeah. to a restaurant? Exactly. I don't want to go to area. I like doing area because I get or to not because I could have delicious food and a nice glass right. of wine. I'm just right. having it on my own. And, and I want to have a Negroni with oh, my yeah, whatever. Negroni, and yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like it's just like this trickle down thing. And it's just like really? more and more people that just don't give a fuck. ATF came here yesterday. Really? I don't know if they visited you yet or not. No, I've had the, the cops come a few times um, and code enforced it once just to verify, but we were good. But what did ATF do to you? Eight, I mean, they just checked. Yeah. But I mean, we're good. We follow rules. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Um, and we follow rules because we believe in the well-being of our patrons and our staff. Yeah. It's not, it's not because we're scared you're going to shut us down. It's yeah. because we believe that this is what it takes in order to run a business right now Absolutely. in today's yeah, climate. Absolutely. So if we were all doing that, we then I think we'd be issues. okay. I think we'd be okay. I think well. we'd be okay. Yeah. I think everything would kind of be okay. Yeah. Um, not great, but it would be no, okay. No, no, no. We still have a horrible disease of it. Yes. Yeah. 
let me just jump in here. Uh, I think one way that your experience, John, is is a little different is obviously it's a totally different product category on no, the food side. It's ours. Uh, but uh, food delivery has Ooh. been like a, a frequent topic around here. Uh, so the last time you and I spoke about it was in the other like yeah. kind of weird split three ways episode we were doing about COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder whether anything's changed on the delivery side for you since then. Cause that was already, yeah. that was probably close to two months ago now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, from a deliveries perspective, you know, we, we stopped doing deliveries. Um, once we opened, we just don't have the staff. I, I didn't want to hire people to do deliveries. One, we just didn't have the volume. I mean, people just uh, go to Uber Eats that, that Uber Eats or Postmates. That is their go-to, which we do have Uber Eats, obviously, we all know how bad they fuck us small business owners. Right. The uh, yeah. the evil empire. Yeah. Horrible. Nick, Nick loves when I use that term. Yeah. Yes. They are, though. They're, they're horrible. And, and Thank you for agreeing and, with me. And what made it worse is the, is the ruse where they put out, you know, the, the bleeding heart posts of, we are gonna, we're not going to charge any delivery fees. Right. Which just drove more and more customers to their platform while Correct. they weren't giving us any discount. They said, Correct. oh, we'll, we'll give you daily sales payouts if you want. Evil yeah, empire. It's, it's, it's horrible, right? Yep. Um, but they have a great branding and graphics department, so they, they look friendly and happy. Do they really? Yeah. I don't know. I think their yeah, shit I sucks. I think yeah. all of it well, sucks. About it's just sucks. convenient because people are yeah. fucking lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just it. $18 for a fucking, you know. You know or, or a banco miste, it's like $25 by the time. Gross! It's so bad! <laughs> Fuck, man. I just, it's infuriating. I don't understand why we're okay with this shit, but it's fine. Who's who's like who's the guy at Uber that was like, all right, hold on, yeah. So what what is what's they like, went to school with Nick? What's Nick? Didn't they go to school oh, with you? you sure oh, oh, I don't know. That I, guy. I remember this was the guy. I hope he listens. This is the guy that said he wanted to come on the po- on the podcast, but he wanted he only wanted to talk about certain things, right? Ooh. No, that's not even remotely what he said. Censor what boy. did he say? Censor boy. No, no, no. So, so this is uh, the... We're yeah, still the, waiting on him, though. No, no, that, that yes. I'm still waiting on yes. an answer of whether, you know, they would, uh, they would come on. Uh, but this isn't a person... You, like, you got to get it cleared. It's, you, yeah. you don't have... Like in, like in any business. Uh, but I do think it's, it's a little absurd, you know, that, uh, that they haven't gotten back. I've followed up a couple times. How many so, times? More than a couple. At least. Come on, at, tell at, me a number. No, at least three. Jeez, three times. What the fuck so does it matter? Three times. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. They don't care what about the fuck you. is this? No, I don't give a fuck about it. Takes it takes 30% of fucking top line. No, 30 That's to what? 34%. Yeah, 30 to 34, yes. Exactly. And then if you're a big line broadliner like McDonald's, then they'll take 15. Yeah. Which is still fucking brutal. Yeah. But 30, I mean, like, you know, and, 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 and if you go on their website, one time I, I, I was so angry about this. I just dug into their incentives to restaurants, and they're like, yeah, it's, uh, you think about it. You don't have to hire the delivery driver. You don't uh, have a server serving the food. I'm like, you just don't understand fucking math, do you? They're like, yeah, you're making more money being an Uber Eats. I wonder if they're in bed with the GMCVB. Because it's like two, two complete people that have no understanding of restaurant economics. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but I think Uber honestly has an understanding. They just don't give a fuck. No, they don't give a fuck. They don't care about you or I because they are, Nick, what do we call them? The evil empire. empire. That's correct. It's it's your podcast. No, I know. No, some, in Salina, they say it's Nick and company though. Nick That's true. Company. No, no, no. That wasn't. No, God, where where was that? I don't know if it was Maine. The 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 conflict here is that I, it's not that I think everybody should be in love with Uber Eats and use Uber Eats. I think the picture is a little more complicated than just their assholes. I think they're a multi billion dollar company that's still losing money year over year, and Uber Eats really only exists to cope to help them cope, and they're really not even coping. They're not even breaking even. 
with how difficult government makes the transporting people side of their business. Mm -hmm. So by transporting bags of food, you, you know, avail yourself of a bunch of regulation Uh and a lot of insurance issues and all that shit. I think I could be wrong, but I think they're just a company that's trying to get the technology to a place where they can sell it. They're losing money because of cab cartels and government regulation and trying to impose, like in California, all that gig economy legislation that passed not too long ago. So when you're doing that, if you got restaurants who are willing to give you some obscene percentage of their business, would you say no? Like who would say no to that? Right, especially if you're hemorrhaging money on the other side. I just feel like it's narrow. It's very like short-sighted because there's not a long play here. Eventually, it's going to wear out. Right. No, I'm I'm not saying it's a good model. I'm just saying I don't see it as an evil model. I think it's a bad model that people should not participate in if they don't like. Agreed. It. Yeah. It's an evil model. People shouldn't <laughs> I participate. Told, I agree with Mike. I just yeah. it is incredibly it. evil because they're taking. It's just like it's dumb, right? Because yeah. people are just like. It's, you know, we have to do it. We, first of all, we don't have to do, you don't have to do anything, right? That's first of all, you don't have no. to do anything. But then we feed into it. We feed the machine. And at the yeah. same time, they, this is like, I feel like I haven't bitched about this in six months. Because all we've been it's definitely bitching, It definitely has not been six months. It's <laughs> that's roughly, roughly. Roughly three six, months. Roughly. Just because yeah. we've had, no, two months. He's cupping again. He's two months. Like, yeah. I'm cupping. <laughs> Two months. Six Two months. Months, months, months. Fuck it. It's good. No, it's horrible. Well, it's not to get so broad here, but I don't know. It's just one of those things like, I don't know. God, fuck it. Let's let just, it out. Let, let it let's, out. Let's it's just go there. Like, what? It's, it's like- how, how, the fact that, that human beings have to quantify happiness in the form of like dollars, right? So Ooh. if I'm Uber, yeah, no, this is incredibly fucking. Oh, weird. I like it. Yeah. I like it. This is good. This is about to be long form. I like um, that. <laughs> how, but, what time is it? It's good. It's we like, got time. Yeah, and, and I get it, right? Both, both of us at this table have opened up multiple concepts. We have more in the works than I do. And so it's easy to say, like, ah, oh, you know, fucking, you know, yeah, go, go, you know, join the Peace Corps. But in reality, you know, we success to uh, to America is having a high GDP versus versus just general fucking happiness, right? So, like one of my employees, I was just randomly better. One of my employees today, good dude, he's like, man, I wish I was just on a fucking yacht somewhere. I go, yeah, and you'd still be fucking miserable, of course, because that's what. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, the happiness, like that. I'm just speaking for myself. The happiest I'm, I ever am is when I'm like around a fire pit with just fucking with a whiskey, you know, smoking a joint or something. I don't like, know, like you I don't know. know. It's it's interesting because. We talk about like equating happiness now, mm. and I feel like for me, in my brain, look at that clean bowl, so you could serve the five top after you guys turned everything off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking jerk. Um, it's so it's interesting because I I find happiness in my work, right? Yeah. So that like full restaurant and that feeling and that thing and all of that, like it makes me happy. Yeah, you know, like there's like it's like Energy. a weird, it's like a weird high. Yeah, that it, it, you only feel at certain times, and you're like, we, you know, you fucking, you did something, you yeah. did accomplishment, right? But it's like in today's world, you won't feel that for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. You yeah, won't that feel, roar, I mean, that roar of a fucking full dining, dining, you know, full full uh, fucking dining area. Sorry, not much sleep. Slept on the rug because we covered already. But yeah, no, that, that energy, that fucking roar. 
is awesome. Slept on the rug would be a good Pankum yeah. podcast teacher. Yeah, slept on the fucking rug. That's Welcome good, to FMB. That's a good quote. I but, slept uh, on the rug. How many yeah. times you slept? Have you slept on the rug? Oh, I sleep on the rug all, all the time. The time yeah, because right? I get home and I'm, I'll be sweaty as fucking. Right, nasty. and then you start watching a show yeah. and you smoke a joint yeah, and then oh, it's yeah. just all You're over. Done. You're done. Man, I wish I would have known. We've just done good. this in the office. We would have smoked a joint in the yeah. office. It would have been great. I should have. I should have brought one. I didn't know what you guys poisoned. In the office, it's amazing. Now, but we're we're already here. We're already committed. Yeah, we pack it up. Pack it up, Nick. Nick, we'll meet you in fifteen in the office. But fucking, but yeah, which I don't even know how we bring back. Oh, back to Uber Eats, but because it's like, hey, we have this great company that I could order food from now. Right, and it's convenient. The convenience, but yeah, but that's what you said. It's convenient, exactly. But but fucking, um, we and it goes back to why you shop at small businesses to begin with, right? Like I buy everything on fucking Amazon, you know. Oh man, yeah, which is fucking tough for me. I love, I love, it's convenient. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. I love the the current state of the world is all about memes, right? And like yeah. the the scroll over Instagram posts of like the ten things, like how. To not use Amazon. Listen, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> Two days, bro. I li- <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe you said, same listen, day. Two days. Two like, days. It's two days. And it's two days that I don't want to go somewhere yeah. to do it. It's easy <laughs> for people to say I you should go somewhere to do something yeah. when you can leave your job. Yeah, exactly. I find like a small window of just like mental clarity when I can leave work for an hour, I get a coffee at a obscure Cuban cafe. Now, get my cotadito, sit there for 20 minutes, have it, and then I leave. Mm-hmm. That is like, that is the only time I leave my yeah. job. That is it. Yeah. Versus, so you can get on your phone real quick where you're taking a piss. Exactly. And order, oh, fuck, I need, you know, I need some, ra- some stainless steel ramekins. I right. can order while I'm taking a piss. Or I can get in my car. Drive to some obscure restaurant equipment fucking place in Alapata. Or the second. Or the right? Second. And fuck. And, and say, oh, no, we don't have ramekins, but I can order them. It's like, I get it. I want to support fucking Jose and his, like, you know, fucking whatever this guy's name is. I don't know. I just feel like his name is Jose. Like, at this restaurant <laughs> equipment. I want to buy his ramekins. Careful how you say Oh, I'm lying. I'm a lying. That's okay. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> but I'll use my mom's name. Alberto. There you go. From someone from my family. Fucking Alberto. All these Latinos and their ramekins. Jesus. Fucking Jose and his ramekins. <laughs> no, God. We're in Miami. We're all Latin. Yeah, it's true. But, I feel like 97% of us are Latin. Yeah, yeah. In Apologies Miami. to Salina, Kansas. Salina, yes. I'm sorry. That's our biggest listener, right? Yeah, our, our, our biggest audience as a percentage of the population. Our, our biggest market. <laughs> it takes Nick to really yeah. put it eloquently how yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, biggest market share. That's, that's, where, that's where we are most Crushing. dominant. Salina, Kansas. Thank you, that's Salina. Beautiful. Big fans. Okay. Jayhawks. In Salina? I don't know. I don't no, know. Kansas. Is it Kansas? Kansas. Jayhawks. Yeah, yeah Salina, but Kansas. Salina, Kansas. Well, where is that? I mean, it's Kansas, Kansas State. No one likes Kansas State. <laughs> that's that's, that's like the Wildcats. The Wildcats. Oh. The Jayhawks. We've gone. Is all we've Kansas gone so deep. All deep end here. This is crazy. Back we don't to know, Uber Eats. You know who doesn't like the Jayhawks? Uber Eats. Fucking Uber Eats. <laughs> They're Kansas State all day. Those yeah. fucks. So, anyways, let's talk about some serious things. Yeah. Three months, we were all like not doing anything. You were yeah, still so brewing, and you were selling. Lower yeah. margins, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Still How many people actually worked in your operation at that time? Dude, we kept everyone. Yeah. Wow, uh, that is to, fucking 
Incredible. So, so to be honest, like we had, um, we, I, uh, me and my business partner have, haven't taken any dividends in, in many months and we were just kind of storing them because, uh, cause of Palmetto Bay location. So we built up a, a little bit of a, of a cash cushion just because we knew we were going to be way over fucking budget. And thanks to, um, our great GC over there, Anthony Constructor Group. Big shout out. Um, he's kept things really, really, really uh, in line. So we, we had a little bit of cash there. And we just didn't furlough. We, we knew we were going to fucking be tough. So we gave everyone the hours we could. And whatever hours we couldn't give them, we just paid them. We paid them what, what we saw as roughly a normal, what would be roughly be a normal um, period for them. And we told them, hey, this, we can't do this forever. We're going to do it as long as we can because, you know, fuck it. Um, and we did. And then uh, once we opened back up, we said, hey, guys, we're going to do our best, but you're going to kind of have to fend for yourself. And everything was going great. Um, if it looks like, and now it's more and more looking like we're going to have to shut down Lincoln's again, we will have to furlough. So, um, Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And, and I don't mean to cut you off. Just like no, now. Go, man. I, I think about it because we, we let go of, um, I don't know, it was like 80-something people. Right, like which is all like secondary staff or whatever, and then we kept management staff. You know, they all took a pay cut and they did like amazing things or whatever. And but now when we reopen and things are like normalizing, it's like, is this normal? We don't know. When do you bring them back? When you yeah. Well, we brought them all back. Everyone is here. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's the state of the world is fucked yeah dude. it's completely fucked you know it's Thank like you. where are we now where will we be tomorrow yeah. you know it, it's just i think that's why today i've had such a fuck day yeah. it's just my it's like a mind fuck dude and i got home and my wife goes to me she's like are you okay i go i'm no. fucking exhausted and you know you're exhausted you didn't even yeah. do anything yeah, no, it wasn't. Not saying not, you didn't do anything. I'm no, just no, saying. No, no, like no. You, you no, I sat on my computer all day. I, I'm not physically exhausted. But you're, mentally, like, you're mentally I'm worn the things. fuck I'm out. I'm worn down. I feel like a battered husband. Yeah. Like, my wife just literally physically beats the shit. She doesn't, by the way. She's a fucking angel. But she li- literally beats the shit. Let's just say she literally beats the shit out of me every day. Like, eventually, I, I imagine I'd feel like this, too, but mentally. And I'd just be like, okay, fine. Just, just punch me in the face. Right. Government, whatever. Shove me down. Like, you know, it's like, fuck. The only thing that keeps me... I swear, if this was just a sole proprietorship and I was just like a shoe repair company, well, I guess I'd be fine. But hypothetically, right? I would just be like, yeah, fuck it. I give up. You know, but what keeps me going is, well, one, I like to create cool things. Right. Right. But the staff, man, you know, legacy, you want your legacy to be good. That's what you got. And, and it's an interesting to, point. To legacy. maintain your staff. It's an interesting point. Like, uh, I think what, what keeps me going is uh, the dream. Like, I've, yeah. this has always been the dream. So it's like you're living the dream and you're doing it and you're forget like money aside. Yeah. I, I don't. For me, I don't think ever money has ever been the dream. Yeah. The dream for me has been able, like, being able to cook great food, mm-hmm. um, have a great restaurant, have great restaurants, and like do something special for the city. That yeah. is the dream. Yeah. You know. Um. I think the dream is what drives. Of course. I think course. the dream is what drives, and it's like, how can we? But it's like, and now. I, I reference this all the time because it reminds me of my childhood so much. But you remember that part of Lion King when Mufasa's with Simba and he's like, you see that yeah. area over there that looks like Kendall? Don't go there. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> just, 
That part, you just... The dark area. I feel like that's what we're living. Like, we're living that part that we don't know, and it's like, it's this mysterious shit that tomorrow we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. And I think think that's like the reality is like, you can wake up tomorrow, and you can have an amazing business day. Uh And then you can wake up on Friday. Is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. And then you can wake up on Friday... And have a shit business yeah. day. And you have no rhyme or reason There's, as to why. No idea. And you know what? No one has any fucking idea. Because no I have these same, just like you guys, you have these same conversations with other people. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck. I don't know. You know, no one knows what's going on. And, you know, like, speaking of, like, what keeps you going, right, in the dream, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and speaking of Evil Empire, was from Steve Jobs. He was talking about taking LSD, which Ooh. has nothing to do with this. Evil Empire. Yeah, right? Oh, fuck. Although he got his, but I'm uh, sorry, Steve, but fucking like he's talking about how taking LSD was such a profound experience in his life. Not that I'm advocating for or against LSD. I'm not an LSD guy, but he we said, are for it. Here yeah. Yeah. For, yeah I'm, I'm on for all, Yeah. We're, all, we're all for drugs, LSD. But, exactly. So, but he said it was such a profound experience because when he came out of it, what he realized was what was important, which was, um, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was creating great things and putting them in the path of human consciousness. Like that, Ooh. that is like. And when I remember reading that quote, I'm like, fuck, man, that is literally what we exist for, right? I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a hippopotamus, you exist to just, like, fuck and have more hippos. Like, God that's bless you, that hippopotamus right? I know, life. right? They fuck people fuck. too. Hippos don't fuck around. Bless. So, exactly. Bless. Jeez. Bless up, hippo. Bless up. So, <laughs> bless up, hippo. <laughs> so fucking. But as humans, right, obviously, we're a little higher on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So... When you think about it, like, what is Mike Beltran's, like, in the big scheme of things, not according to Mike Beltran, according to anyone, his job really is to, to take whatever gifts he has, same thing applies to all of us, whatever gifts you have and create as much cool, great shit as you can, give it to the generations to come and let them run with it. Uplift the Miami, Miami uh, uh, food scene. Um, you know, open up a couple great spots that, and it's not even about passing the keys to your kid. It's about the fact that they existed. Like right. Tobacco Road is not a failure because they fucking closed down. They were incredible because they're Tobacco Road, and we're talking about it. We know who they are, right? You know, and um, in, in the end, that's all. That's that. You know, that legacy is all that that exists. You know, it's right. not about having having a hall on a hospital because you were incredibly wealthy. You know, Rockefeller, or whatever. But so that that to me, you know, has always been my driver. Like within my means, I'm going to just create as many cool things as I I can, and hopefully positively influence everyone from my children to my coworkers and my employees. But in this environment, it is really fucking hard to do that. I really imagine hard. it's really hard, really hard to make, to, to design and, and make a really nice pizza, put it in a to-go box and let it, you know, sit in a fucking to-go. Oh. Cause I don't know if you've ever had like Neapolitan pizza to go after about 20 minutes. It's tough. Like, it's it's tough. fucking, it's tough. It's, it's a tough, tough travel item, you it's know? Tough. But I think fo- yeah. I think food in general wasn't created to be put in boxes. No. I mean, unless you're one of the big fast food chains, and yeah. God bless them, they do a a, a great job. Yeah. You or know, kimchi. Con- contrary <laughs> to whatever Matt Kusher says, um, all those fast food places do a great job at putting yeah. things in boxes. And sorry, serving. Matt, I love Taco Bell. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt's my boy. Matt, Matt's my boy. Matt's my boy. I'm just kidding. I love. Him. Dude. Which, by the way, Kush Coconut Grove, dig it. Like, yeah, no. I don't have to drive to Winwood now. Yeah. Who but, wants um, to go to Winwood anyways? Oh, 
Well, it's canceled, bro. Nobody yeah. covered that. I would only go and listen, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because whatever, but I would only go to Winwood for a couple things. One, uh, B side and Itame, and then uh, Zach the Baker and Jay Wakefield. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, I've never been to Zach the Baker man out there. I mean, Zach is a fucking. He's great. Yeah, he's like a really good. His dude. food's great. Yeah, his egg salad got me through the quarantine. Oh, I fucking love egg salad. Too. I love it. Is and that I the plan? Everybody who knows about good food likes egg salad. Oh. We put egg awesome. salad on a menu, and nobody bought it because they're dumb. <laughs> you are I dumb. I don't know. I don't know. And like, egg salad is amazing, right? Yeah. Like we did. This whole like gnocchi frito with egg salad and batarga mm. and like nobody bought it. Well, I, I, is it a is it a community dish? I feel like egg salad is something that when you go get that like colada, maybe you grab an egg salad and you eat it by yourself in the corner and shame. I know, coffee and egg salad sounds tough. That's horrible. Sounds <laughs> tough. <Yeah, fuck laughs> well, you can have coffee and eggs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a little mayonnaise it's or whatever. No, you're right, you're right. But um, no, no, it's, it, it, no, that is tough. That is tough. Yeah, but I think, uh, I, I I think that egg salad's great though. <laughs> tuna salad too I like tuna salad Pretty much anything I had, I had a really shitty Tuna salad sandwich Today for lunch Oof, Really sick. You know what it is I just don't I'm just not a fan Of raw onions I just can't do it And oh, for really? some reason Everyone always puts them In a tuna salad yeah. And it's not necessary no, bite. It's not no. nece- I don't no. think it's necessary no. It's not a necessary thing Don't put yeah. Stop putting Raw onions In my tuna Are salad Are they trying to lighten it up You know my mother used to put Celery and tuna salad. I think which actually was it's, pretty fucking good. It's more acceptable. Yeah. The the celery is more acceptable than the onion. Yeah. Cuz the celery is like a it's water. Yeah, it's exactly. Happening. Yeah. It's, it's going, there. The onion is a flavor. And it's just, Oh, it's a it, flavor. It's a thing. It's, it's like and then you have the raw onion and then who knows that tuna salad could have been made yesterday or the day before and then it just gets more astringent and it's oh, gross. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's not good. That's that, that sounds good. It it wouldn't be terrible, Mike, if uh, we at some point steered this toward beer. <laughs> beer, yeah, beer. But we've tuna had such a great time talking about no, egg fine. salad. <sighs> Wait, um, I feel like Nick texted me. I I texted you what you I didn't. just told you. Should probably find your way talking about beer brewing. Etc. At some point, beer brewing. I think people talk care about, about that. Talk about the producer really doing his job right yeah, there. Yeah, have a <laughs> nice fucking work. Need a fucking cart. <laughs> fucking beer, dude. Enough about the evil empire. Jesus Christ. No. Enough about the world ending and legacy. Shut up. Beer's Tell good. me about beer. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Beer's good. Beer's good. Beer. Uh, beer keeps well. Unlike uh, unlike God most foods. God bless you for having those yeah. like less perishable things. Oh, dude. I know, man. Shit, beer. Yeah, beer is awesome. I wish we. Were, I wish we. Uh, so kimchi, beer, and you know, chocolate or whatever else doesn't perish. Like, I mean, chocolate lasts a long time. Chocolate. Yeah. I mean, is. Yeah. I mean, I feel Fermented. confident with chocolate uh, more so than fresh fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, for sure. I had a piece of chocolate from Christmas the other day. This. <laughs> It tasted a little bit off. It was a little bit like fruit forward. I'm like, I think there's wait, some fermentation. Wait, going on. here's the thing though. Like, where was the chocolate from? So it was. I, I don't know. Well, it was my kids. You know, I got two kids, and I remember. Wait, my, you have two kids? Yeah, this I got kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wife, I have two kids, and so I pillage without, you know, with, without uh, hindrance. I will eat all their candy. And openly tell them. Like, if my wife eats her candy, like, oh, my wife might be like, oh, I'm sorry. You have a seven-year-old and a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And I might be like, 
or, or my wife, my wife might be like, oh, I, I don't know where your, your candy went. Oh, maybe it fell down. She knows damn well she ate it. Yeah. But me, I'll just be like, oh, I ate your fucking candy. <laughs> And what is the response to said to it, what it's is better the than you think? Year old's response to you saying you ate the five year old's response was like they would cry, but now they they're just you know they're okay with it. It's 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 good. It's you know it's disappointment. It's good to have a little bit of disappointment, I think, in your life. You know, it's, it's good to learn disappointment early. Yeah, that shit happens. Oh, it way fucking happens. Always <laughs> not be prepared. For I always tell my my wife is like the sweetest woman. I always tell her I'm like it's not our job, and I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm talking shit. Like I I'm nice as hell to my kids. I love them to death, but. It's our job to raise, like, you know, prepared adults, yeah. you know? Well, it's not, like, I feel, let me ask you, you're a parent. I don't yeah. know shit yeah. about parenting. Neither do I. I have, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I just have, like, a bunch of employees. Yeah. But what, how do you feel about Which the, is way fucking harder than kids, by the way. I believe it. Which, I love you, employees. Sorry, but you are. You're a pain in my ass. Well, we'll no, get into that after. No, but, no, I'm just kidding. No, I love employees. How do you feel about the participation trophy? Oh no, but that's that's. I mean, I thought that obje- every everyone objectively thinks that's stupid, right? I yeah, mean, but I, if everyone really thought it was stupid, then why does it happen? Because people feel bad. Because because like moms collectively get together and they're like moms and dads, right? We're just as bad. They're like, oh, I, mean, I don't want to disappoint my kid. It's just easy. It's it's the same reason you give your kids like a cookie when he's. You know, they're crying for a cookie, and you're like, yeah, what a cookie. Oh, and you're like, no, you learn can't get a cookie. Eat. Yeah, but eventually you're like, just take the fucking cookie, bro. Right. Right? It's like, it's the same thing. Like, anyone – I remember when I wasn't a parent, and Michelle, Michelle – my wife's name is Michelle. We would sit there at the table, and we'd look over, and there'd be the, the cup over there, and they would, like, give the kid an iPad because they wanted to enjoy dinner. They're at Ariette or whatever, right? And I remember we'd be like, that's sad. You know, that is so sad, bro. Now you, you have a three iPads. Dude, I will set up it's like a set up surround like, sound. Like tank in the Matrix and shit. <laughs> Fucking bro. If I could sit there and enjoy an egg salad sandwich in peace, God like bless you. I'll do it. It is what it is, man. God you know? bless you. But um but no, no, it's crazy. But back beer, beer. Sorry. sorry yeah, let's Nick. talk sorry, about beer. beer. Nick yeah. wants us to talk about beer. So not what's I mean, people have been making and it for brewing, a couple thousand people years. People are not here for the beer and brewing, but it's fine. No, no, Tell no, me no. about the beer and brewing. Yeah, they are. beer's good. You know, Miami's still a baby beer city, you know, which is why we're drinking Negronis and wine. And when I get home, I drink whiskey and, and you know, and wine. But we're, we're a baby beer city. You know, we don't have too many breweries down here. What we have is just getting better and better. You know, we, a lot of people, I've had people tell me, man, yeah, you're one of the OGs. I'm like, dude, I started my brewing in 2016. Like, it's, it's a baby, baby, baby industry. So who, so who is part of the OGs? Oh, dude, if you ask me... Um, I mean, Titanic is, you know, the, right. the only challenge, oh, Titanic, the only, yeah, the only challenge with Titanic is Titanic doesn't, doesn't have a face. I don't mean this in a negative way. Titanic's awesome. They don't have a face to it. You know, like if you look at two of the original OGs, which I'll say, which is like Luis at Wynwood and, you know, John, John with Wakefield, John and Maria and the team with Wakefield, you know, they're, they're some of the OGs. Eddie over there at MIA, some of the, some of the early OGs. I, I, I forgot what year he started, but he was relatively early. But even that, I mean, when did Wynwood, I mean, Wynwood started in what, 2000? 10, 11, 12, 2012, something like that. I mean, it's I just a no real, it's a really fucking young scene down here. So, um, but you know, I uh, feel like Winwood started with Wakefield and Panther Coffee. Yeah. Winwood was a little bit, Win was a little bit before Zach, John. Zach was part yeah. of the beginning also. And yeah. now it's just like, it's stupid. Well, it won't be anymore. What's right? that? The, just Winwood, like the, oh, the, yeah. the business end of Winwood as business owners, the way that I look at it is just yeah. like, 
I don't really want to go there because it's too expensive. And now we've seen when you take tourism away, it's got no yeah. substance. B- big money, ru- big money, kind of ruins everything too. Man. Big money you ruins know, really everything. Does. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the evil yeah. empire, right, Nick? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I was, uh, you know, the the um, the owner of Stone there, uh, Greg Koch, I think is his name. Greg Stone. Cook. Greg Cook. Stone Brewing. That's in uh, uh, California. I went. Yeah. I went there. It's nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Very great, nice. Yeah. And they have a big emphasis on the culinary side too. Yeah. I've never I just yeah, we just had heard. we just had a lot of beer. Yeah. It might it, it might be at a different. I know they opened a different thing that's very culinary. Oh, but they had a, they had a restaurant. We just didn't oh. eat anything. Yeah. But um, he once said he's like he was talking specifically about beer. He said there's only really two ways you could look at beer. But I, to me, this could apply to certainly to food and to a lot of other aspects like delivery services. Right. Mm. Um, you could look at it as an art, or you could look at it as a commodity. Like, you know, when, when Falco or when Beltran make a decision, they can make it specifically for bottom line or they can make it as, I'm going to make a decision because it's the artistic standpoint. It doesn't mean it doesn't make sense to the bottom line. It just means within the confines of this is profitable, like, I'm going to make the decision because this is what I am. This is the, you know, I'm not going to put a pizza out there with shit ingredients, you know, I'm right. quality ingredients. If I get go local, I'll go local. But um, so within that context, you know, I, I think it's it's a place like Wynwood kind of really goes the other side. You know, when you're we're commoditizing and we're I, I think a whole like bunch of money I, in. just and this is a totally different subject than uh, beer, but oh. like Wynwood, they those people those cornerstones that made it special, which were like Panther Coffee, yeah, which is great, Zach, mm-hmm. Wakefield, you know, and then there was yeah. a bunch of shit that built up around them. It kind of lost its substance because yeah. of that. It's kind of like yeah. when you look at L.A. and what uh, L.A. did that in a lot of ways, too, to a lot of its special parts, yeah. you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, rent became $115 a square foot yeah. plus triple net Brutal. and so on and so forth. And then almost a business model was unachievable. Yep. You know, then you had For to. anyone, unless you have big money. Unless you have big yeah. money and all you are is a kind of like a brand store yeah which is just saying like this is our store to show off our brand we're not here to make any money so on yeah, and so exactly it's a fucking billboard with a right so it's like um I, I often looked at for example like what you did at lincoln's beard and strange beast it's like you're going to for me what is like uh no man's land yeah right? like i like my concepts all f- i i felt like they fit like kind of in the middle sure you know like yeah. coconut grove was like um, not cool anymore, but like a great neighborhood. Yeah, you know, and and I think uh, the Grove is kind of gaining their oh yeah, uh, yeah. steam s- slowly but surely. But I, I love the Grove. You know, I'm I'm, I'm 30, I I'm 40. Love the yeah, Grove. I mean, I grew up with the Grove. This is my right. spot. This is where we hung out. Me too. Yeah, but I think to everyone else, like, oh, the Grove sucks. Like the Grove doesn't suck. The Grove is amazing. Yeah. I love but, it. And then when I look at like what you did and what Eileen did, open up that way. You know, like that. Sure. It's just I, I. People always say like that way. Yeah. Um, it takes a, a pair, and then when you do well, it's like, well, maybe they figured it the fuck out. You yeah. know, like maybe they. And and I think now uh, looking at today's timeline as like kind of like a. It's not the best way to explain like how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But long term, I think it as yeah. a business model, it is the thing that works because you're in you're in a more populated and more um, 
like population dense area that people don't need to travel in order to get to you to have an experience. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that was our intent. You know, we always knew that, you know, we're not we're not going to make it on, on Food Network or a travel show because we're in fucking what? Kendall, you know. Why not? Well, we might. We might Kendall's eventually. We've got a bunch yeah. of dudes in Nissans dropped exactly. with 22s. <laughs> 100%, that don't make, 100%. With a bunch of exhaust. Really loud. Yeah. You got to cut for that. You got to for that, Nick. Yeah, Guy Perry went to Mr. and Mrs. Bun west of us, Australian yeah, Beef and Sauce, which are great people, by yeah, the way, out there. Awesome. Super fucking great people. But, um, yeah, you know, I, uh, kind of like you're saying with Mufasa, to me, anything east of the Grove, I didn't fuck with. I mean, when I was like 17, 18, I went to South Beach because you could back then. But I would go to the Grove, and that's kind of it. So Kendall was always my, my fucking, like, I didn't even know what Wynwood was. Like, to me, anything west, east of the Grove, and west of South Beach was downtown. That's it, like when I was growing <laughs> up. Like it might as well be, right? Right. So just say, yeah, anything north of 836 might as well be fucking highly. Like that, that was kind of my mentality <laughs> growing up. I don't even, like, if you would ask 16 or 15 year old me, and you said, what's Doral? And I'd be like, I don't know. What is that? Right? <laughs> anything north of Doral yeah, is like, booby trap north. Exactly. <laughs> just like, any, like if, you, if you grew up in Little Havana, like anything west of fucking US1 is Kendall. That's all Kendall. It doesn't fucking matter, right? Who cares? Right. There's just a bunch of bros out there. Oh. But um, Kendall, what an int- Like, I, I always relate oh, Kendall, Kendall kid, to man. like it's crazy. Uh, Steak and Shake. Oh, yeah. Steak and Shake. Which they have is, on Kendall. It's very popular, by the way. Side well, down. I don't know anywhere else in Miami that has a Steak and Shake <laughs> yeah. other than Kendall. That's yeah. why I always say Kendall is the home of Steak and Shake. We don't have Chick fil A, though. Not you don't? No, no Chick fil A. That's no, fine. Yeah. On Sundays, you, you I mean, you can yeah, eat at Steak and Shake. You can't eat at Chick fil A. The Lord's Day. Or the Lord's Day. Like but uh, Steak and Shake, Kendall. Kendall, Steak and Shake. Fuck, where were we going with this? No, dude, I, I, I love the neighborhood spots. I think it's great. I mean, don't wrong. I think it'd be really, really fun to have. A concept in the old Wynwood back in the day, which is non-existent anymore. But I mean, if you look at Miami's always been a weird beast, you know. The only thing, the only kind of neighborhoodish area growing up that had a scene was the Grove. You mm-hmm. know, was the Grove. Everything, yeah. everything else was concentrated tourist section. Well, I know? mean, the Grove is like the small. It's I always related. It's like a small town in a big city. It really is. That's yeah. that's how the Grove is, and there's nothing like it. I mean, you see like certain aesthetics that are similar to the Grove down in, uh, you know, off of Old Cutler and Palmetto Bank. Oh. But you see some old aesthetics, um, but nothing like here. Right. Nothing like, you know. So let's yeah. let's talk about like what what do you see happening now? We obviously know the state of the world that we're in. It's like a very like a, almost like volatile, like daily experience, yeah. I feel. Yeah. You know, I give you all the credit in the world for being able to handle that with a family is incredible. Yeah, like sucks. I can only imagine me dealing with actual like human beings that rely on my yeah. like mental stability for happiness to like think about beyond that you have to think about employees and you have to think sure. about like yeah, sure. a business and think about whatever and then it's like well, we're living in a world that tomorrow we're not sure. Are they going to tell us that we have to shut down again? Yeah. Is there going to be another stimulus? Do you fit under that stimulus? Do I, I fit under that yeah. stimulus? What's what is a stimulus? What yeah. is it for? Should it, yeah. should I you, lay off my employees so they can sh- get the stimulus? Should I lay like, off I mean, my employees so they can go on unemployment because they're going to make more money? Exactly. What like what is it's it's such a fucked world because we're no longer thinking about our craft. We're yeah. thinking about 
the world. Yeah, which and we're like, not good at, which, relatively speaking. Compared we to didn't become, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not good at it. No, I'm very bad at that. <laughs> I would have been a politician. So, well, that pro- you probably would have ended up in a better place yeah, if yeah. people like you would have become politicians. Yeah, right, That's yeah. for fucking sure. Well, at least they dug up whatever skeleton that would get me kicked out. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I find to me what the biggest challenge in having a wife and a kid at home is, you know, I'm a pretty socially liberal guy in the sense that I really don't give a fuck about money. You know, it drives my, my business partner crazy. But uh, I feel like every day I get up, the, the closer to me, the closer I, I can get to just reducing everything in my life that's not a good human being. Mm. Like all anything I can give away or whatever, like um, to me makes me a little happier. So I always try to move towards that. But in this environment, it's, so, so I, I, while I'm like, shit, man, it's like me keeping my restaurant open hypothetically or maybe even on this side of hypothetically – could result in someone losing their life. Like, it doesn't matter. I could wipe every table. I could have hand sanitizer. Maybe because a guest comes in with, with uh, you know, an asymptomatic guest comes in and passes that to one of my employees, they may take it home to their... DP! Yeah, Hold on. on. Time out. Sommelier hour. Tell us what we're drinking, Don. Ooh, beautiful. This is like a... This is a Pondcom podcast first. Uh-oh. Come on, you gotta talk into the microphone. Come on, here it is. This is a uh, Raventos uh, Blanc de Blanc Cava from Spain. It's all biodynamic. Uh, they're really putting uh, Cava back on the map for Spain. It's the highest quality there is. Woo! That was <laughs> damn right. That feels. I felt this. Word is, of the day. <laughs> Biodynamic. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. That is a power word. Can you tell? Can Can you define biodynamic? Well, I mean, I guess a broad. broad oh, oh, epa, epa. Happy Saturday night. That's what that is. That's what that. That's what that looks like. Does that Does that mean that it has like a broad amount of like microbiology in there? Like, oh. back, no. Back to- it's more about how they they harvest and uh, so it's all natural processes basically. So they. Don't use any chemical fertilizers. Oh, they don't use any like copper sulfate, anything like that. They yeah. grow everything at the winery, so they get, grow like stinging nettles, and then they'll use oh, that to yeah. make a tea to spray on the vines. Holy cow, that's fantastic! This is fantastic. Uh, this all. Hold on, I gotta get in here. This for you, like that conversation makes a lot of sense for me. I'm just like, what? What am I drinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole conversation, because it has to do with um, things that you understand yeah. that I don't. Bye, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate this it. This was man. great. Thank you, Todd. This was like um, the highlight of the night. Perfect. I'm glad I could help. We're back. Now, welcome. Yeah, we're back. To Pancom Podcast. So, the challenge is, is that the bottom line being, and this is good because it gives me time to summarize this. The bottom line being that st- my, me staying open puts more uh, human beings at risk, which is a really tough pill for me to swallow. Now, again, it's relative. We're doing everything we can. We're wiping tables. We're sanitizing. We're spending that extra money. Um, but at the same time, the longer this goes on, the more chance or the, the more chance that my employees have um, no ability to pay their bills. And the challenge is if I, if, if I have to, whether I want to or not, put an employee on the street, they're, they're going to be hanging out with 25 to 35 million of their closest friends trying to find a fucking job. Right. So it's half of me is like, and I was telling someone today about this because I know this is an unpopular opinion and I, and it, it sucks because I'm just, I'm just torn. I love unpopular Yeah, yeah, right? Opinions. So the extreme, the extreme of my mindset right now, which does not exist, is zombie apocalypse. 
It's me. I love my neighbor. There's a short amount of food. I, I could kill my neighbor, which is objectively bad, but that allows me to feed my family for longer, right? So that's like the extreme mindset, which I don't give a shit about people. So in the, in the um, more moderate mindset, do I want to push and try to stay open longer and try to exploit any, any aspect I can to try to generate some revenue so I could feed my kids and my staff can feed, in many cases, their kids and whatnot, versus saying, all right, let's back up a little bit. Maybe we reduce a couple tables. Maybe, you know. So it's this constant battle in my head. It would probably be a lot easier if I didn't give a fuck about people and I just wanted to be rich, right? But that's well, not the case. Well, then you would just do what Dave Grubman does. Exactly, yeah, right? right. So. Um, so that, that's what I find is the biggest fucking challenge, I love, you know, I love, and before I kind of go into, uh, winding this down and talking about what you just talked about, yeah. I love the people that, uh, when I mention shit, like what Dave Grumman does, they're like his apologists. They're like the ones that is like, Oh no, but he's not that bad of a guy. And he creates so many jobs and he does all these things and he does nothing that's solid for the community. Very little. I don't even know who you're talking about, but just by what I you said, I can already tell you that I love he doesn't the fact give a fuck. That you don't know who I'm talking about. That is, that's probably your best quality. A- anyone, I think I, you have a lot of solid qualities, but that one is at the top. Anyone that that you that says I create a lot, I'm a job creator. I create a lot of jobs. Oh God, this is golden. If that if that's like your number one thing. Yeah, that, that's that is like the to me like the F and B equivalent of saying like oh no 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 it's 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 not it's it's history it's not hate. Do you, like, you want to just know? just for his Dave business. Grubman yeah. owns Live, Komodo, okay. Swan, things like those things that don't have any like there's nothing good about them. Yeah yeah yeah, it's just just machines. like a bunch of like just pump them through. Right, just like yeah, a bunch of like shameless shit. Yeah, yeah, it's all that. But to your point about what you were talking about before, yeah. I think that. We, it, it's an interesting space to be in because it's like you want to reopen because you feel like we are in a place in the world that maybe we're very needed mm-hmm. as True. food and beverage professionals, right? Like you creating an experience through beer and pizza mm-hmm. and me creating an experience through food and cocktails and experience of just whatever, you know? Um, but at the same time, like, are we getting people sick? Like, I, are we doing all the things possible? Like, I think we're doing all the things possible, yeah. but it's like, it, it's every day it changes. And the yeah. truth is about media in general is I don't know who to believe. Yeah. Because we're in a political cycle. We're a few months away from election. Right. And... It's like, we're in this thing, Ugh. you know, like, um, I think after Nick should share with you the Trump ramp music oh. video, which was amazing. But it, I, I just, I only use that. great. Oh, God. It was exceptional. Like, it literally, it was a huge part of my last experience with marijuana was that video oh. and just laughter for like 30 I'm minutes <laughs> of that I just rewinding and going forward and watching the thing and it was incredible not so, to be confused with the white power video that trump shared on his personal twitter but that's neither here nor i didn't there. i didn't oh you should yeah i didn't watch that you should google that yeah oh where the guy sounds... screaming white power oh that's that's you've heavy you yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's good quality good quality oh. entertainment for the kids Gross. Anyways, 
I, I think we're we're in this like political environment, and we're in this. It's a volatile world that you can't believe anybody. No, you can't believe anything. You don't know. Like I know, sitting between the three, the three of us, I can sit here and I can look at you and I can feel what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. I understand. Like I feel all of your gripes, the things that you're for and against, and whatever. I may agree and disagree. It is what it is. Yeah. That is the world, but it's genuine. But it's genuine. It's Everything that's created through media, and now media has so many different layers, is so fucked. You don't know what to believe. It's horrible. So we're living in this world that's like, even this podcast. People should believe none of the things they hear on this podcast. 100%, 100% of these things are I, fact. I would, I would believe 100% of yeah. nothing yeah. that's on here. 0% of the things. All of this is subjective in opinion. Yeah. It's just, it's volatile. And I feel like... Um, it's always like an extreme. You can never agree with something and then disagree with something else because then yeah. it means that you are totally against something. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. just, it's so, um, Nick, is there a word I'm looking for here? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, good. You can't change your mind. You have to be incredibly rigid. You know? Right. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of tribalism. Like oh, it's it, incredible it's, tribalism. It's, yeah. it's less about what you think and Nick, more about... Nick, tell me what tribalism... Nick, tell me what tribalism means. Tribalism defined. So, <laughs> no, but it, but it's 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 less about what you think and more about whose side you're on. And once you've picked the team, you just sort of follow whatever your tribe is on board with. Just and that's sort of like the 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 core thing that's yeah. that's guiding where you're at. And and that can mean any number of things, right? It could be. Uh, uh, racial tribalism or a partisan tribalism or a city tribalism or whatever yeah. it might be, but you sort of like concede your own, you know, your own brain to this group yeah. and just like you guys take it wherever you want to take it. And I, and I find the biggest issue with that from my perspective is it all it takes for your, in your tribe, right? All it takes is for your tribe to do something that's objectively fucked up that you have to stand by. And then the other tribe goes, see, now, now you, now everything you just said is irrelevant. Right. A perfect example is the black. Yeah. Perfect example is the black lives, the black lives matter organization. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone here, if not, it's it's totally fine. You know, thinks that there should be some police reform and just speak for myself and, you know, many, many millions of Americans. Um, African-Americans, uh, just speak specifically about them, but definitely minorities, but African-Americans in general have been treated unfairly by this country, but in this immediate case, the police force, without a doubt. Now, um, yet every face, every right-wing Facebook post, or extreme right-wing, I should say, Facebook post is like, oh, look, Black Lives Matter, uh, they're just donating to Democratic Party. Or this uh, Black Lives Matter organizer said that they like Fidel Castro. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, personally, I think most people would agree, especially to, I believe, Cuban gentlemen, I'm sitting here now, that Fidel Castro is objectively bad. So supporting him would be objectively bad. But that does, does not negate the fact that African Americans have been, have succumbed to incredible amount of um, over-policing and, um, you know, a well, list of many things. So, so does that negate? Does that negate that that feeling? You know, I've been in discussions with my buddies about this exact thing. Right, so. it, and it sort of goes in both directions, right? Because it, while it's it doesn't make sense to say, well, and you see some of this, right? Like, 
oh, well, I'm the Fox News guy, and I think qualified immunity is something that should be here to stay yeah. because these Black Lives Matter people say that it should go, and so I say that it should stay. And so yes. that's, that's one form of tribalism. The other form of tribalism is, you know, I am uh, opposed to racism, and I think that we should have police reform, and so I'm going to defend whatever the three founders of Black Lives Matter have to say, True. even though they're out here telling me we are trained Marxists, and we yeah. started this organization to advance Marxism I, all over yeah. the country. Or I hate Trump, and so I'm going to defend Biden vetting uh, the head of the Congressional Black Caucus and anything she might have had to say when Fidel died. Yeah. And then Which was that she said he was great. And then yeah. the inverse, Which right? Like, I don't like these Marxists, so I'm going to defend Confederate statues. Like, none of it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does. It, it's yeah. it's I, all about I, what you I, defend I and what you condemn. have your opinion. But right. I, I, think, I think that the state of the world is so fragile that it's like... How dare you not agree with my organization? I personally am not one to agree with any organization. Oh yeah, because I Humans am not. Are imperfect. I am not They're an horrible. organized person. My yeah. thoughts and my personality is very like. I think this and I think that and I like this and I don't like that and I disagree with this and I. I don't need to be a part of your organization. What I need to is have my own thoughts and ideals. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Black Lives Matter. I I stand with you in thought, but Absolutely. I don't need to be a part of your organization. No. I don't need to no. be a part of any organization. And I think as a country, we fail in that because it's like you either need to be Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Why can't Get I agree line, with some bro. things and some things not? Why can't yeah. I have my own thoughts? I am a human being. I am allowed my own thought process. Hundred percent. You know, and it's like. I don't judge you for disagreeing with me. Yeah. I think that I, I actually think more of you because you had the thought process to think I I dis, I I don't agree with what you're saying. Yeah. So cool, tell me why you disagree and and tell me like why maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Yeah, let's put help the data me. on the table. Fuck, right. I like, didn't help, know that. That's a good help, point. Help me understand something a little bit more cuz I want to be more very like I want to understand more yeah. things. And I think that's the state of the world, and it's so flawed. We're so quick. I mean, social media is so quick. And I think yeah. that I really – I always believed social media is the root of a lot of evil, and so is so is money. But um, because of that quick gratification, right, like that thing that you have. Would you like some more? No? Um, that quick, like – I want to be instantly gratified. I want to post yeah. this and I want people to understand this is what I think. Do you agree with me or do you not? Yeah. And that agreeing equates to a double click, right? Yeah. And a like. Yeah, like, give me a like. You gave me a like. That means you agree yeah. with me. Did you see Beltran like that? What a dick. What a douche. Right? Okay. That's, it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, it's that thing, right? And, it, and it's so stupid. No. It's so yeah, narrow-minded. It's so childish. Like... I, I I look for a space in the world that people just have open conversation. I want people to disagree with me. Yeah. I want people to tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, I think part of it is also just uh, there's the tribal, but there's also just a general like lack of curiosity, yeah. right? Like everybody likes the feeling no, of but like, I, I'm done knowing things. Wait, I know yeah. the things I have to know. Or be part of a social dynamic. No, but right, wait, right. But it's it's not even. It's even more so, it's that thought and that feeling of acceptance. And it, it feeds yeah, more into powerful. like that mental health aspect that we've talked about a million times that people just want to be yeah. accepted and they want to feel like, yep. you feel me, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with you not feeling me. 
I'm yeah. okay with you saying you're fucking wrong. Okay, so tell me why. But that's because you have other aspects. You have, you're surrounded. You know, and, and, and you're exactly right. There's a lot of people in this world that go to a, a dead-end job that's not stimulating. They come home, right. and they're like, fuck, I need some kind of a social dynamic yeah, like to jump into. Yeah, like the parking authority people. <laughs> Art Noriega, that fucking loser. The guy that's now, he's like the city of <laughs> yes. Miami or whatever the fuck. Right? That he was basically a glorified meter maid for five years. How and now he's like there? fucking... Right? I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's what the, yeah, these everyone are. Everyone wants to belong, man. Everyone, everyone wants, wants to, to belong. belong. And I feel like a lot of times people, they just, they just want you to agree with them. Yeah. And then when you don't agree with them, automatically you are the bad guy. Yeah, Why am I the bad evil. guy? Actually, if, if, if nothing else, the world was created on people that didn't agree. Yeah. People great. was, it was created like that whole. I think the special people, the ones that really created a change, yep. were the ones that didn't agree. 100%. I always go back to Bourdain because obviously I love Bourdain. Yeah. I've read Everyone his books does. a million He's times. Amazing. Well, he amazing. just didn't agree with the way that uh, media or people were perceiving food. Yeah. And just the whole thing. Culture, food, the whole. And he just, he said, we're going to do this differently. And now, obviously, you know. The way his life ended was tragic. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. And he had demons and so on and so forth. But there was like, um, that is just a small example of someone that wanted to create change. And they didn't agree. And then everyone was like, well, this guy is great. So if this guy is great, then why don't you take a, just like a page from his book and just disagree for once? Yeah. And, what, what was and be okay with dis- disagreeing with me. Did, and why... and. I've never in my life met, now my I hang out with a lot of like-minded people, but I've never in my life met someone that did not like Anthony Bourdain. And I, I think what it is about him, or at least at least respected him, is right. that he was fucking genuine, dude. Right. I mean, you could, now you've read a lot more about him, but I mean, in some aspects, Anthony Bourdain could be perceived as pretty pretentious. For sure. But at the same time, he'll crush a fucking chili cheese dog, you know? Right, you right. See, like, yeah. And... He just liked real, it just seemed, again, you probably know a lot more about this, but he just seemed, he just liked real shit. I, I think he just eloquently put thoughts and things together that yeah. people couldn't put together. Yeah. You oh, know, no, just yeah. like, you know, the other day I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning and I just went downstairs and I just started watching a cook's tour. And I just started like watching and it was like mindless just watching and just yeah. thinking about like, the way he spoke about food and the way he understood food and the way he understood culture and those kind of things. Yeah, I was like, shit, sure you know, like I need to step my fucking game up. Yeah. Like understanding that understanding, that self-awareness, like I don't know enough. Yeah. That curiosity is so lost in the world today. It's so like everyone wants to be so accepting about everything around them yeah. to not question the things around them. Instead of saying... Like, well, you know, this is kind of right, but is it all the way right? Like, I don't understand. Like, can I disagree with you and you not hate me at the same time? Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting climate that we live in because some people will look at you as a business owner and being open and saying, you are the devil. Yeah. I'm going back to West Palm Beach. I'm going back to West Palm Beach and saying, you were at the town hall meeting. You are open. You are Satan. You are the devil. That's right. Shut her And down. then some other people are looking at you saying, you are doing God's work by being yeah. open. And then you're in the middle of just saying, I'm just trying to do my fucking job. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? feed my fucking kids, bro. Exactly. Yeah. 
It, it always boils down to like some fundamental fact. People are trying to use what we're doing as like a thing instead of just saying we're just trying to provide. Yeah, we also like to polarize. Human, it's just easier, right? Like, oh, I have an iPhone. You have an Android? Piece of, your phone's a piece of shit. Trash. And the more I tell you your Android's a piece of shit, the more you're going to like that fucking Android. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's this weird, you know, analytical fucking phenomenon in the human brain, you know? And obviously that applies to the you know, polarity of politics and, and you know, and stances. But it's, uh, it's a crazy world, man. But yeah, you know, skepticism. So you, wait, just yeah. going back, you served in the military? I did, yeah. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, so um, two th- I uh, I was kind of a, a little bit of a rough kid until I was about um, 21, 22. I was at FIU, not doing very well, and I saw you in the proud. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, I was at FIU, uh, um, not not doing anything good, and um, a uh, girl in a blue uniform. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, not doing anything good. I was that, like, that might be the title of the podcast. Yeah, I, I was I was like. <laughs> Looking at my computer, you know, my A++ course going, fuck, D minus, fucking your family. I didn't even show up. Yeah. Good dude, right? Done. My man. So um, I saw a girl in blue uniform, and I, I was like, hey, what's that? And she told me it's Air Force, RTC. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that sounds cool. So fast forward two years, I'm in the RTC, commissioned the Air Force as an um, intelligence officer. So did that, spent some time in Iraq, Korea, did some weapons development stuff. You spent, wait. God, yeah. just stop speaking so quickly. You spent time. <laughs> you spent time in Iraq and Korea. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Iraq, not a good culinary scene. Although, <laughs> actually, no. Hold on. Actually, let me stop myself. Sorry. Let me stop myself because not a good culinary scene. How's our How's our uh, market share in Baghdad? Yeah, I hope I'm not fucking everyone it's up. Pretty, I, it's, I could plummet your fucking you know, ratings. I mean, on our there. ad share in Baghdad is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, gotta good. Stay, I got the people of Salina, Kansas, don't mind me bad mouth no. in Baghdad. But actually, no. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking uh, backpedal a little bit here because I love one, one of my yeah. I was best. what I did in Iraq was I was uh, I went supporting the army and I ran a, a Domex unit, which is documented media exploitation. I Basically, the way things worked in Iraq, and this is horrific, but it just is what it is. War is horrible, which I'm a pacifist, and I fucking hate war. But um, me God, and— The podcast has just yeah. taken such a good Fuck turn. It. Let's go crazy. Fuck such beer. a good— No one cares about beer and Such a here. good turn. Yeah. I just got a text like, we should start wrapping up. That was 20 minutes ago. Too Come bad. on, tell me more. They'll edit it. Yeah. They'll edit it. They all, like as a team, <laughs> they'll edit it. Yeah. <laughs> you and your team will edit right. it. Right. CBS. It. Todd brought a bottle of wine. It's not a bottle. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, but, I'm all about. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So the way it works out there, you know, to, to be to cut the chase about it is, or the we see. I was in the surge. I came right in with the surge. Right, we were getting our fucking our ass kicked. The, down the only thing I know about the surge is a soft drink. Tell me what that means. Yeah, so it's good because every, every, people that think they know about the surge have no idea what the fucking surge. The surge was us negotiating with terrorists. So the bottom line is we rolled in, we signed a, um, a peace agreement with the Shia, right? So the Shia and the Sunni were the big ones out there. So we signed a, a, a ceasefire with the Shia and we said, all right, you join us. We're going to go, go fuck up the Sunni. That's basically what it was. Cause they were causing most of the issues at the time. And we set up these, um, houses. This is fucking real, right? We set up these like frat this, houses. This is wild. Yeah. This is the realest episode this is the real. of Punk on Podcast yeah. ever. 
So we set up these little like frat houses and we said, all right, hey, you fucking Beltran and you Falco, you Jimenez, here's what we want you. I'm going to pay you and your boys to live in this house. I'm going to pay you, say, $3,000 a week. You divvy it up because you don't have a fucking job because your country went to the shitter because we invaded and disbanded the military and all that, right? So, which <laughs> should have thought that one through W. But anyway, so we just, so you don't have a fucking job, so you're bored, so you're fucking shooting things up. Stop shooting at us. We'll give you money. You chill in the frat house. And guess what? We'll call you up and say, yo, let's go uh, kick in the door on, on some Sunni guy's house. Kick in the door, capture, kill that Sunni guy. And all the weapons we'll just give to you and your frat house. And then Al-Qaeda at the time, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, which is essentially defunct at this point, thankfully, they were doing the exact same thing with the Sunni, like paying them to fight us. So once a week, we would get a brief on how much they were paying. We're like, all right, let's pay a little more. That's literally how we quote unquote, big quote unquote, won the war in Iraq, right? Man, so this is amazing. This we is are breaking this is breaking news. Yeah. This is the most news the news has ever been. Exactly. Yeah. This is real, right? So so ultimately what we do, we'd meet once a week and we'd say, all right, who are we going after today? We're gonna go oh, we're gonna go after Michael Beltran. All right, cool, cool, let's cool, not cool, cool. Do that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're good. We're gonna, take, we're gonna take all his ramekins. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck up his ramekins, which he bought on Amazon, by the way, Evil Empire. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Just I did saying. not buy those ramekins on Amazon. So we go, we capture Michael, and then I take his cell phone, right? Just like if I took Beltran's cell phone, I go, all right, who do we got on here? And I'd start digging through and I'd find Falco and Nick Jimenez, all that, right? That's your you find Nick Jimenez right? on yeah. his cell phone? Yeah. That's a game changer. Find it on the cell phone. So I'm like, ooh, high value <laughs> target. And then we would pick one of those guys and we would go after that person. It just, it just perpetually went. I don't even know where the fuck were we going with this. Uh, <laughs> Todd's wine got me, got the, me uh, fucking the, the surge. We're explaining the surge. Oh, yeah, the surge. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the surge was. We just sent a whole bunch of fucking U.S. troops there to try to, and we signed a, 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 a peace treaty, or uh, not a peace treaty. We, we, Came to agreement with Muqtad al-Sadr, who's like the head of the... He was oh, the guy man, with the wonky eye. I feel like so much information. Remember al-Sadr? Right? He was it's the guy amazing. with the wonky eye. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so ultimately, that, that's basically what it is. And then we, we called it and everything got really peaceful over there. And uh, then 10 speaking. minutes later, you started making your own beer. And then I got back and I was an intelligence officer. Uh, oh, no. But I had a translator that would translate the documents. Now, they were going back to the corner of the scene of Baghdad. That would translate the documents. And she's from Baghdad. And she's like, you know, my sister still lives there, and there's a spot here that has the best baklava in the entire world. How was it? Dude, and she smuggled the baklava in. I love that. Through, smuggled dude, baklava. Her sister, who still lives there. I want to try oh, this, this baklava. Great. Amazing. It was fucking great. I love the it idea was gray of smuggled baklava. Baklava yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. And baklava, <laughs> like, exactly. And baklava is like baklava is like chocolate chip cookies and fucking ice cream and fucking no, but pizza. It's not, though, listen, like, chocolate and pistachio is very different. Oh no, no, no. Very, very different Ju- on the no the price range. That's not what I mean. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying is that you you like even really bad baklava is still good, right? Even yeah. even bad pizza is still good. Like I still fuck with a hot and ready every now and then from from fucking. <laughs> You know, and I Let know. Me ask you, as a guy who owns a pizza place, how <laughs> yeah. many times do you order Domino's? Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Fuck Dom, but you know what I do get? What? Papa John's. Oh, man. Because I love him a debt. Papa John's is a racist, and I just won't give horrible. him any of my money. He's horrible. He's horrible. Now, let me tell you about my <laughs> condescending children, right? Specifically, my daughter. My son, 
My son, they're not listening, by the way. My son I hope not, for eats my sake. pizza. My son eats my pizza. My daughter goes out of her way to not eat my pizza. Really? And one day she told me, she, she, they ordered Papa John's, and I go home, and I go, my wife goes, like, what is this? Right? And my daughter looks at me, and she goes, don't worry, Daddy. You're still the real Papa John. I'm oh. like, oh, dude. I'm well, not, I was like a very condescending. I would never like, say this fine. to my, I would never say this to my daughter, but in my head, I wanted to be like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Like, come on, right? But anyway, so <laughs> I don't know where we're going. But yes, no. Uh, back to Baghdad. Papa John's the worst. Ba- <laughs> back to back Baghdad. Back to Baghdad. So we, we were just in the middle of smuggling baklava. We smuggled. The baklava was smuggled. Big jump. Who edited it? Smuggled through. Who edited uh, it? It's good. Smuggled through. We had a bazaar there, right? Which is just what they call market in Baghdad, right? So we had a bazaar where you'd buy like fake CDs, but our baklava was smuggled through there. What's a fake CD? Oh, no, sorry. Like bootleg CDs and DVDs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's DVD quality, and it was never DVD. It's quality. like Avengers. Yeah. It's the Avengers, <laughs> yeah. and it's all like just fucking yeah. like fake. Yeah, it's all fucked up. There's guys laughing and shit in the background. Oh well, I guess now. Um, <laughs> Nick taking such like Nick a is hard, standing up. Nick, it, no, we've, no. we're taking such like a hard turn. We should all just start talking into our, our microphones like this. I just feel like tomorrow Nick is going to be like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to send a text to Falco, but none of this is usable. <laughs> we all blame Todd and yeah. his wine. This is, yeah, all of this is going to turn into like a. What are those things you put on Instagram where it's like a video, but it jib repeats jab. itself? What oh, a, jib a boomerang. boomerang. This oh. whole thing is just going to turn a boomerang of like. We did a boomerang <laughs> with Falco from Strange three. Beast. Yeah, that's it. This has been great. We do yeah. like these things, these ending things. I, I feel a lot better now, though. Good. <laughs> I was fucking, I was mad. I'm, like, before I got a thing, like, I go to Michelle, I'm like, fuck, dude. I was really looking forward to this, but it's such a shit day. I'm like, oh, God, I, I was like, day. I don't feel like I going actually, to this. I actually walked in and I said, Nick, you need to lead the podcast because I, I have had such a shit dude, day. Dude, I, I sent Nick a thing. I, hey. I sat, I laid on the floor of my office face yeah. down for 20 minutes. Dude, that's, I said, had such a shit day. I sent Nick a text. I said, hey, man, are we still on for tonight? No stress if no. I was like, <laughs> I totally didn't want to fucking come. And Nick sent me this, all one word, no spaces, with an exclamation point. Yes, sir. Yeah, there it is. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. And no, but, I mean, but now I, was I, feel like, great. I was trying to get tobacco in there. I was like, we need to smoke a cigar. Yeah. I am stressed. First yeah. of all, we I need smoked to edit. a little weed after you sent yes, sir. God like, bless you. Yeah, I'm gonna show up high. Oh, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, it should, it should be legal, by the way. I, li- I literally walked straight off the line for this. I need to take a leak. Can we edit yeah. that part out? Is that fine? You do use the bathroom to go one or two. You don't stay there when you are through. Here's what you do, do, and you don't do when you go to use the bathroom. Here's what you do, do. That's good. Uh, yeah. Do you think that everyone's doing great beer in Miami? Oh, of course, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, not. absolutely not. Last ones. I've got. I've got. I've got in trouble. Not including yourself. Yeah, of course. I think the best beer as and I'm going to define best beer as. We'll edit this part out. It's fine. Yeah, no, you can leave it. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. Coming in hot. Uh, and no, now I, on I this episode of Pancom Podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, you know, and it has nothing to do with personality because like 
My bartender, Patty, I love him to death. He's a fucking one of the best guys I know, but his homebrew is fucking trash, right? Has no personality. So just kidding, Patty. Just kidding, Patty. But he grows great fucking uh, hot peppers, I will say that. His hot sauce is fucking amazing. But anyway, um, yeah, I'd say uh, personal opinion, what I think is the best beer as far as the most fun, exciting beer in Miami right now. Not including yours. Not including myself, yeah. Um, Which I do – honestly, I do think we're on that list, of course, but – um, I think incorrect. I think uh, what um, I think what tripping animals doing is, and it's, it's interesting because what tripping does is very different from what we do. I think they just have a real amazing vibe. Their beer's good. Their vibe is really really dope over there. They have great branding. I assume we're talking about total package, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what they're doing is fucking great. Um, I, I really do think what, what Wakefield and Maria are doing out there, um, what Wakefield's doing out there, I think is is awesome. And he's always done a great job. He's always done a great job. I wish, you know, I wish, and John knows this, I wish John um, engaged with the community a little bit more and, and grew with us a little bit more, which I know he wants to do. And, and I've talked to their team about it, you know, us growing as best as we can um, going forward and all that. But I think they're doing a great job over there. Um, I'm not going to talk about Luisa Winwood. They got bought out by InBev. I think Luisa is, is one of the best human beings I have ever met in my Winwood life. Winwood Brewing. Yeah. They were bought by who? They were bought by InBev. They were bought by Budweiser. People that own Budweiser. Ah, yeah. Bud. Absolutely evil empire. The worst Oof, fucking human they beings are the evil ever. Empire, aren't they? Um, so here we are with Luis, who's like one of my favorite human beings in the world that I've ever met. Got bought out by an evil empire. And I'm so fucking proud of Luis that he got paid and fuck it. Like, yeah, paid. Awesome. He got paid. Yeah, you got to pay. I don't. I don't blame him at all. I do it nah, in a fucking. You got to get fucking. I do it in a second. Yeah, you know. I. I, I so Budweiser came to you and they said, "How much?" It, uh, I don't sold. Know. <laughs> what? So so I think like the New Times asked me that back in the day. They're like, "What?" Um, Did you just relate us to the New Times? God yeah, no, damn the New Times. You roll that? over no, on whatever no, grave I'm not no, in. No, the new, Fuck. Yeah. I've had my my fun with the New Times, but. Um, God they interviewed me one time. They're like, oh, Winwood's Winwood sold. Do you think they sold out or something? I'm like, dude, like the second you start selling your sh- – if you want to be totally pure, then fucking make foie gras at your fucking house and give it to your abuela. Like then you're pure. The second- we make foie gras, but we buy it from Hudson Valley. I know you do. No, no, I'm just – I know you make foie gras. That's what I brought up. But uh, I'm following on the social medias. On but all the social media. On all sources. I follow you on Pinterest. But no, fucking. Um, <laughs> do you? No, I, do you guys have a Pinterest? Like, do I have a Pinterest? I don't even know about it. Let's check on that, Denise. <laughs> but no, fucking. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. But no, you want to be pure stuff. But no, someone asked me, I was like, so Budweiser, can you? And I was like, dude, listen, I love my pride and my fucking rigidity when it comes to like punk rock fucking beer, but I love my kids more. So I'd happily take that money and then do everything I can to use that money to, once I. Get my kids good, like do everything I can to fuck with the people that bought me out. That's probably yeah. what I do. Um, God bless that. Yeah. So so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I've I've had like run-ins with like Vesasaur. Like you've had run-ins with Vesasaur. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, that is the worst beer in Miami. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh. Now that being they, said, I, I remember I remember like, they blocked I me a, from their Instagram page. They would I I caused them so much problem. They blocked my regulars. I, this, is gonna, this is gonna be great. Like they um. But Marshall's my, a good dude, by the way. No, I'm sure there's great people there. But, but it's owned by fucking InBev. It's owned it's by Budweiser, also bro. Bad beer. It's trash, yeah. 
It's bad beer. Like I remember um, my beverage director, I, and sometimes they do things and I don't know. Well, and I'm dude, like, you can't be involved in any decision. No, but it's, it's, it's megalomania. It's fucking. But it's not. But you have to try to be. Yeah, at least you're reactive. Like, oh, this is trash. Pull this off. I so, mean, like, I remember there was a banner in front of Taurus that was like Vasasaur, and it was like Sunday football. And I'm like, what is this? And then yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I remember I was like, we'll never serve that shit at Area. And they're like, well, we have something, something <clears> by the uh, can. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck that. They have that. a couple and beers I, that aren't bad. They're Although, all bad. Yeah. Honestly, all their beers. They're owned by bad. Budweiser's, Budweiser, so they're the fucking evil. Like, no, no, but all their beer is not very good. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't drink either, but I refuse to drink. So it okay, beer, so. so wait, so hold on. I've had some so of they it. Don't, I, if you don't drink their beer, it's not good. They've brought it to me at a beer festival. Like, oh, thank you. That's it. Yeah, I and don't, that's I it. Yeah, I've been there once to like fuck around with them. That was it. I went there once yeah. for a family friend. It's for a get together. It's fucking people. Can the food truck chaotic? It's, it's like reggaeton at eleven, bro. It's, Ken, oh. it's Kendall in Winwood, but it's not even Kendall. Like I grew up in they Kendall. Should, There's they normal should people make in Kendall. The food truck steak and shake. Oh, that would be fine. <laughs> then I might show up. Just get that. No, but only if they have the fucking milkshakes. Only if they have the milkshakes. If not, I'm not gonna waste my time. I don't eat those burgers. I I like they do smash burgers there, right? They do do. Uh, they do. He do. said. <laughs> he said do do. We're grown men, but I want to point that out. He'll edit that. Continue. This <laughs> podcast has come to an end. Todd, bring more wine. <laughs> Just stop recording. Anyways, shameless plugs. Well, let's do the recommendation <laughs> things. No, yeah, that's right. Recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will go around Ooh. and recommend anything. It could be it could be a beer. It could be a movie. I feel like I recommend something to you that I don't know what it is. I want you to recommend restaurants in Miami that you don't know. That I don't own? Yeah. Crickets. He goes, <laughs> what fucking not asshole. Do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> no, there's there's some good stuff. Yeah. Boy Day is good. What's that? Boy Day. I don't know. The Italian place. It's good. Where is that? It's uh, somewhere in a, in a an obscure place in my Yeah, those are the best spots. No, it's good, though. They're good. Blue collar and mignonette. I still haven't. I still haven't been a blue collar or mignonette. When you go, let me know. Let's go yeah. together. I'm down. <laughs> you know what restaurant I really like fucking going to? I mean, the, the environment could oh, not be this. worse. I can't wait. The environment could not be Tell worse. But it's uh, Lung Yai, dude. Lung Yai. Lung Yai is fucking delicious. I got a fundamental problem with Lung Yai. The fact that you're in there, you feel like you got to get out of there before you get stabbed. Yeah, and the and the service sucks, and the food is just fine. I don't like know. it. It's good. I, I'd much here. rather I go to like good. fucking Yakusan in North Miami. Well, I've never been there. Oh, I don't. I don't. That's fucking lying. Yeah. No, it's far. I'm going to North Miami. It. It's far. It's fine. It's good. Strange Beast is far. Ugh, it's very far. Honestly, it's fucking <laughs> far from me, dude. I live next to Miami Dade South, and it's fucking 25 minutes. I, I ride my bike there faster than I drive there. I can get there in 22 minutes on my bicycle. It's brutal. No, traveling west is brutal. It's horrible. It's brutal. From Lincoln's Beard to Strange Beast is 45 minutes at like 4 o'clock on a fucking weekday. 45 four minutes. a cock. I could, <laughs> 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock on a week cock. Oh, fuck it. Wait, so we were doing recommendations. Right, yeah. Recommend a thing. I recommend Ooh. beer-wise Strange Beast. Strange Beast <laughs> Brewing. You've never been there. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come, come visit me. 
You know, I still haven't, full disclosure, I still have not eaten that fucking there yet. It's fine. I How still sad is that? I know, I know. It's totally fine. Have you been to Lincoln's Beard? Uh, one time. Okay, good. It was I've just, been there yet once, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Drink Todd's wine. Strange. Oh, wait, no, wait. Lincoln's Beard. Lincoln's, That's yeah. what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> what do you got? I drink at Taurus all the time. I didn't even know you were one of the fucking guys over here. Bill I Cr- am, I am uh, sadly one of the guys at Taurus. <laughs> I heard it's way better than Lincoln's beard. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> no, no but it's great, though. Taurus is amazing. I fucking love Taurus. It's my favorite place to drink in Miami. Taurus, I think, is one of the last, like, it's one of the last standing... Old schoolers. It's like yeah. supposed to be like Cheers, but nice. So you guys went to you guys went to the, that was your vintage as your old logo that red. Yes, dude, that fucking so, thing is th- sick. Wait, but you know how I found that logo? And God bless him, Matt Kusher. Matt Kusher tells me he has a gift for me. Yeah, I don't. He get always gifts. does that. He always does that. I know a, it's amazing, right? He, gave he me always a ho- does that. He gave me a horseshoe. He a gave v- me a horseshoe. A VHS tape. He gave me a horseshoe, a VHS tape, and a signed picture of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> that's why I love. That's that's exactly why I love. What a legend! And hate Matt. I know because he thinks about shit Matt, that no one thinks about. I know Matt texts me randomly on a Saturday. He's like, "Hey, there's a Cadillac get together. Let's let's go." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "All right, just come pick me up." And he picks me up in his like Honda. <laughs> As it's you, not a Cadillac. It's like, it's like, all right, let's show up to this Cadillac get together. But these are the very special things about Matt Kusher that is one of a kind. He gives yeah. you a horseshoe. Yeah, it's awesome. He found awesome. from, the, I don't know, 60s or 70s, this matchbook. Of Taurus? Of Taurus. What the fuck? And then you open it, and on the inside, it's got the menu. I'll send you a picture. Oh, it's incredible. Sick. It's like because it's Taurus the steakhouse because it used to be a steakhouse. Just right it used, there. Yeah, it used to be a tea room first, and then it was a steakhouse. Damn. When, when did it? When, uh, it's when been around it, for like seventy years. Wow. Dude, like awesome. it's it's one of the OG spaces, right? It's the that's oldest sick. liquor license in Miami. Awesome. Now after Tobacco Road. Yes. It wow. is. It that's is great. the old, Yeah, yeah. Dude, you gotta post that shit up. I know, I know. That's we're, not it's a long a story of why. Yeah. But it's, you know, like we're working through things. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, he, he gives me this matchbook, and I'm like, this is fucking dope. That's sick, dude. It's super dope. So I show my partners, and I show people, and then we bring on this, like, new branding company, and I show them this thing, and I'm like, hey. We'll use that. Like, yeah, let's just, and it's you. literally, it was like copy and paste. I paid them to do nothing. Because, like, literally, they took the old one, they were like, we're just going to make it distress. You paid them, <laughs> like, you paid them for validation. Yeah. Which we is paid great. them to make it distress and then to superimpose it on a t-shirt, yeah. and then we paid them three grand. Like, here it is. <laughs> like, thank which you. Three grand is nothing in the world of marketing. Oh, let's not talk about it. But, really, the, the, that's how we, we arrived at this place that is Taurus now. Sick. And we've... I, I don't know. I, I feel like this this Taurus is the best Taurus that we've ever seen. At least in my five years of being here and yeah. being a part of Taurus. I love Taurus, bro. Me to too. Be with you. I, I love mean, it. You know, we needed to get rid of some of the old. Yeah. We needed to shake off some of the cobwebs oh. to like make it fun again. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Change, change is good, man. I like change. You like change? I do. 
I'd like to I've, I've changed I've changed a lot in yeah. all of our concepts and like people change. don't like change. Oh no, humans don't like change. People oh, don't no, like no, change. no, 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 people no. don't like change. Even if it's objectively good change, they don't like it. But they just they just fight me on change all the time. Sometimes you have to do what because if, if you didn't change, then you're just reactionary. Like if, if if your only change was reactionary, then you're not an innovator. And if you're not innovating, why do you exist? What, what like what's if Hold you're on? Just, but if the, you're just the meter do, maid, the meter maid does not innovate. No, no, no. Okay, oh, meter so maids they are, exist. Are, meter maids are. Horrible. They, They're almost as bad as PI attorneys I and actually, fucking dentists. I almost dentists. got arrested. I almost got arrested. Oh, I heard of. I read. I read this about almost got arrested, but I was like, I didn't dig in. No, for me. Give me no, a but I've story. almost been arrested quite a few times in the last sixty days. It's it's all my. It's but all my I almost list. got arrested. I had a terrible day. And then in front of my office, from my in front of my office window, there is a space that is a commercial loading zone. Yeah. So the guy who who uh, sprays for pests here yeah. is a very nice man. His yeah, name he's is Andrew. There real quick. He's a he's an amazing oh. person. You know what I've noticed? Pest guys, which of which we all have. We all have. Not, pest why are they guys. so nice? They're so nice. It's weird. I feel it's like that's amazing. a great job that we have. It's not a great job, be, but it is. They you don't think so? Then why are they so happy? I don't. I don't fucking know. Maybe they get paid well. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But anyways, cancerous probably. Andrew, the pest guy, mm-hmm. parked in the commercial zone. Yeah. Lock him up. And he was there for a while. And it's right in front of my office. And then the meter maid came. And Here this was the same day I found out that um, one of our employees passed away. So I was in a, oh, in, geez, I was in a dreadful horrible. state of mind. Yeah, you're ready to fucking murder somebody. That is accurate. So... Then the meter maid comes and he tries yeah. to give it, and I just and Andrew just he just found out that his wife is pregnant. He just bought a house. Oh, Things are happening. He's I don't want him great. to get a ninety dollar oh, ticket. That'll kill his fucking life. Right? Yeah, that'll kill his so, day. He's a great so guy. I went out there and I almost fought the meter maid. Yeah, he gave him. Did he, he didn't give him a ticket? He didn't give him a ticket. No, fuck no. But he wanted to fight me. But he didn't give me a ticket. Good, he didn't give him a ticket. Yeah, he'll he didn't lose give his me job. A... You know, you you won't lose your job. I won't lose my job. Yeah, but he was just like, and it was all like the thing, and then he had the fake like hold me back thing, and I was oh, like, you know, no, this really did escalate. Oh, no, this escalated. This escalated. <laughs> like there was security guards involved. Like those yes. things. I wish there would have been video evidence of this, but it happened. Get the fuck out of here! What was his name? His, yeah, name, his name, name was Andrew. Andrew, that's right. He's such yes. a great dude. No, no, no. Who's the, meter, who's the get, meter maid? Oh, I don't know his name. Why would I know his name? She told me I'll name a beer after him. I'll say fuck this guy. <laughs> I never beer called fuck meter maids. That is a good beer. If you named the beer fuck meter maids, it would be a top seller. Dude, I was gonna. I, I was talking with Unbranded about doing a collab. Who's I like Unbranded. Yeah, they make great beer. Yeah, it's they do it. They they do a solid job. They're they're genuine. Solid job genuine, of being dude. part of the community too. Yeah, they they fuck and dude. And it's like Zach, Zach's from fucking Texas, bro. Who's Zach? Like, Zach's the guy that owns it, right? Zach, super good dude. He's a philosophy mate, philosophy uh, professor at University of Miami. Young dude, left. Right? Actually, I don't think he's teaching anymore. But he bought it out. His family's from Texas, so he's not a Miami guy. But you know what? He like didn't wedge himself in. He fucking embraced community, supported. He's a really good dude, right? And, but I was talking about him, um, and we were going to do a collab. We still might do it. 
um, called Punch Nazis. But I feel like <laughs> just south of Punch Nazis would be like Punch Meter Man. <laughs> we should do a punch series where we just talk about a whole slew it of It should be like a Punch X yeah. series. Punch Nazis. Yeah, Nazis is low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it Nazis. is. It's Except a low-hanging fruit. It's but true. Nazis it's like Trump. Fruit. It's like Punch Trump. It's yeah. a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, he's Punch <laughs> something. It's yeah. like you're going to say Punch Trump. It's We're yeah. going to punch things. Yeah, just punch things. Punch meter maid that tried to give my boy Andrew a ticket after his wife was pregnant. He's, he just bought a house. That I know. Beer. I think we should take this to uh, to our listeners. Have them suggest other than Nazis other who should beers. get Trump. Yeah, who should Nazis get punched? No, no. Punch. Who wants to get punched? Yeah. Right. Who needs to get punched? What's the guy? Who's the guy with the live and uh, baseless shit? Punch Francis Suarez. <laughs> punch, punch politicians. Punch politicians. Punch Dave Grubman. Oh, so, man, that would get oh, so guy, much Dave burn. Grubman. Yeah. That would get so much burn Sounds in my head. Sounds like an area at fucking Lincoln's Beard Collab. I like that. Way. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and make it clear to people we're not actually recommending people go punch <laughs> these people. <laughs> We, we, we might be. I'm no. I'm not. We don't have an attorney present, but we might be wading into. We hear we had attorneys on retainer, so we're good. We hear, we I'm hear, sure you do. Yeah, I've been sued twice. Yeah, we, uh, we hear, twice only did, this year. Okay, fuck no, no, no. The no, no, last two and a half years, I've been sued twice. Dade the, Media uh, Group, okay, which will be publishing this podcast, does not have an attorney on no, retainer. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that, that's why, dude. That's why my core beer when I went to Strange Beast, I was so fucking bitter about being fucking sued so many times. It's lawyers don't surf. It's a quote from fucking Point Break. Oh, lawyers Point Break! What a good movie. Dude, super. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, oh, Johnny what? fucking Utah, what? bro. What a good movie. Johnny God. Bodie, which his name was Botislav Satva or whatever. How cool is fucking Patrick Swayze in that movie? I know. Bro? Pat, do you know Patrick Swayze had an album? Yeah. She's like the She's wind. She's like the wind. <laughs> Through my trees. And he also made a VHS tape about called Dance Like Swayze, which no, were his dance tips. And that's what fucking Kush gave me the other day. <laughs> the actual VHS tape. And then he, ga- he, so gives me, he gives me the horseshoe. He gives me the VHS tape. Right. And then he says, I kept the case because it's too good and I want to do something with it. <laughs> Which he will. He just gave you a blank VHS. No, no, no. Okay. it's just like I just held the VHS, right? And then I like put it in my car. I'm like, I can't forget this. It'll melt. I remember the blockbuster fucking ads. Right, right, right. And then he said, "Oh, by the way, this came in the case, and it was an autographed picture of Patrick Swayze." Oh, well, it was like a printed. Nobody kept it, it or no? Real. He gave it to you? No, he gave me. It was a fake. Oh. Like it was a printed autograph. Dude, it was amazing. Man, it was amazing. she's like the wind. She's like the wind through my bro. trees. Which is actually a really it's a good not line. good song. It's no, it's oh. not. But it's a it's an amazing song. But no. it's not a good song. No, it's not a great song. It's an amazing. <laughs> it's song. It's not a great song. But it's no. not a good song. But it was featured in the um, soundtrack to uh, what's Dirt, it? Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. yeah. Which was a fucking good movie. This this podcast has gone so many ways. I'll it's, always go. Yeah. No, he stopped recording hours ago. <laughs> but. Uh, he, he enacted the setting was, all right, let the, there's no red light. It's not recorded. No, there's not red light. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this shit up. Why are we even talking in these microphones? I'm gonna here? I'm gonna wrap this shit up because we've had two bottles of wine, thanks to DJ Tanner, Toddy P, right. 
I don't even know what we've <laughs> talked about in the last two hours. I feel like there was nothing of substance. There was a lot. That's perfect. I think the fact that nothing of substance gives people so much perspective. Yes, it's good. I think I, I that's think, a hat. We should nothing, nothing of substance <laughs> gives everyone perspective. That's the hat. That's the hat. Jeez. He doesn't like that. I have a feeling he doesn't like any of your hat. Ideas. Well, I don't. Not the hat they, ones. No. I mean, look at. I mean, look at him. It's fine. <laughs> Let's do. <laughs> We're good. Well, He's, wearing wearing He's wearing a Belen Jesuit shirt. He's wearing a Belen Jesuit shirt from 1997. Hey, it's, it's Belen well, against the world. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, God. This is, I can't. Belen against the world. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that hat. Woo! Fuck. Uh, I so, want to graduate from Sunset, bro. I'm so far. You went to Sunset? Yeah. My sunset against year. the world, too. What year did you graduate? Sunset, no, Sunset. What year did you graduate? 99. 99. What about you? 2003. 2003. Yeah. Columbus. Oh, five. Ooh. Fuck you, young fucks. Yeah. I still feel younger. I'll die. I was telling my staff, they're like, you're old. I'm like, I'll still die after you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I mean, let me tell you. I think for my age, I'm doing great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so this so, is where we wrap this thing up, huh? Yeah, wrap it up, wrap it up. All right, so we're going to skip over all that. Unless you have something you want to recommend to people who are watching this. But we oh. could just... It could be literally anything. You watched a movie, you read a Ebo Taylor. Ebo Taylor. I don't know what that is, but... It's I'm a in. weird um, African artist from like the 70s and 80s who has fucking great vibe music. Nice. That's it. Ebo Taylor. Fella Cootie. Ebo Taylor. That's Talking Ebo? some vibe music. Fella Cootie. You know Fella Cootie? That sounds super familiar. Oh, I'm going to send you some of the stuff. Yes, dude. I think my recommendations for the week are of nothing of note. I have nothing. You know, like we were watching Scandal in my house. That's not into it. Ooh. I'm, you know, like I, it's fine. It just feels. Time. But you're not recommending it. Yeah, yeah. It's just dead time. I'd actually like to speak on the fact that Peter Meehan. Does anyone know who Peter Meehan is? Dude, that sounds super Peter familiar. Meehan was the right hand of David Chang. David Chang has been a subject yeah. here on this podcast several times. He's such a fucking twat. He co-wrote his cookbook, I believe. <laughs> yeah. My wife hates David Chang. Good for her. Because, and <laughs> Peter Meehan was the guy, the editor of Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Lucky Peter Meehan. I know Peter. everyone idolized Lucky Peach. And then... Peter Meehan. So does everyone know who Jonathan Gold is? Yes. Very important to know who Jonathan Gold is. Jonathan Gold is kind of like what every food writer should want to be like is Jonathan Gold. Maybe not die so young and be so unhealthy, but Jesus Christ, he did. He died very young. I mean, you know, relatively speaking, and yeah. he was an unhealthy gentleman. <clears throat> but the way he spoke about food, you yeah, know, like. Was impressive. He and was the uh, L.A. Times critic. Ellen, uh, right. Not so the L.A. Times. The L.A. Times. Right. Exactly. Why don't we have more food critics down here that criticize? No one criticizes anymore. Yeah. Because criticism hurts the soul. And people it's don't. participation trophy. That's right. Because every. Carlos. Other podcast. Carlos goes in on people sometimes. Carlos is. I, Carlos is my homie. I love I fucking Carlos. Love Carlos. I think Carlos does Carlos. a great he's job. Awesome. I think he does an amazing. Yeah. I think he does amazing work. No, he's super he talented. I love he doesn't Carlos. Doesn't go in on people. A li- no like, one. He's the only one that says anything that's ever said anything negative about anyone. What has he said about negative about people? 
I've, I've read Tell a couple me. things. Show me. I've read. Okay, maybe I'll dig <laughs> Show in. me. Why are you asking for evidence, bro? I'm trying because to be in my, it's I'm not trying factual. to be in my tribe right no, now. No, it's just not. It's not, not factual. Carlos, it's Carlos, Carlos is free not against the world right anyone now. out. Carlos Car- free us against the world. Carlos, Carlos with calls you. people out on human interest stories. He doesn't call true, people true, out true, on yeah. food factual stories, right? There's no one in Miami infatuation. There was one. There was infatuation one does call people out on food factual stories, but then they just retracted and said, "In the state of the world, we will not give stars anymore. We'll we will not right, give during COVID. No, fuck COVID. Just period. They they were the only reason that it bothers me is because we had the second best rating in Miami for them. So I'm annoyed. Who's number one? New, which they deserve. It's a great restaurant. Great food and great restaurant. Um, anyway. You start talking about Jonathan Gold. It sounds like... Jonathan Gold. Jonathan Gold is the epitome of what every food writer should want to be like in the future. Uh-huh. Period. Peter Meehan took his space in the LA Food Times. Peter Meehan was exposed as a fraud. How so? Okay. Well, you're hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, hold on. Stop. Shut up. Let me finish. You are a writer. Shut up, Nick. Shut, shut <laughs> up when you're talking to me. That's another hat right there. Yeah. Shut up, Nick. Nick, Nick against That's the all, world. That is the Pancom Podcast shirt. Shut, <laughs> shut up, up, Nick. 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 He'll you edit are that a writer. out. Hold on. You are a writer of St. <laughs> Pete. You are the head food writer of St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Right? This, Where is, should, this is a hypothetical. Let me fucking finish. You're yes. not. You're not actually the head writer of St. Petersburg. Yeah. No. Right. No one is. No. <laughs> Where should you live? St. Petersburg. New York City. So you, so you <laughs> do know the story. Around. No, so I just know guy, where you're going. This guy going. gets paid $300,000 a year. Okay. Sweet Jesus. As a writer? Who the fuck's paying this guy? No, I, the New York Times. The thing, or, the thing is, the, the, the LA Times is like... Outside of New York is the... The... Yes. So, where does he live this whole time? He's the head food writer for the LA Times. Was he pretending to live in LA? That's right, and he was living in Brooklyn. Mm. The whole time. He was living in Brooklyn. And then, I think, to me, that is the the post. But, I mean, as long as he visits a restaurant, I mean, it still matters. No, that is not matters. Forget about visiting the restaurant. You need to understand the, the city. Culture. Yeah, you no, need to that's true. The city that's true. That's to a- understand <laughs> the food. You need to understand the city to understand the food. Uh, of Michael course. Michael Beltran no is being very violent with a napkin right now. Understand <laughs> there's no way you can understand the food if you don't understand the city. There's no way you can understand Miami if you don't understand the city. There's no way you can understand LA if you don't live there. Listen, listen. I don't disagree. I'm, I'm trying to understand how this is leading to a recommendation. <laughs> it's Why not. I mean, whatever. We the, don't the have Twitter time feed, for structure, Nick. Because he's a fucking twat. Like, the Twitter feed was more of the same of what we're living. Uh-huh. What we're living is he, you know, um, minorities didn't get paid the same as white people, so on and so forth, Fact. et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Horrible. Yeah. I, that's fine. That it's not fine. No, it's not fine. But I know it's what you're not saying. Fine. Yeah. It's just it's like that is kind of like what everyone is sticking to people to in order to get them fired, right? Oh, yeah. To me, the biggest thing is Peter Meehan was the L.A. Times food writer and he lived in Brooklyn or in New York or whatever. Okay, you cannot understand a city like L.A. unless you live there. 
You cannot understand the city of Miami unless you live in it. 100%. How many people, and I, you know, like Carlos is my homie, and I think that he does the best job. Yeah. In Miami. He's absolutely. Yeah, no Apart from that, how many people live Miami the way that it's supposed to be lived and understand the food culture and the yeah. people and so on and so forth? I, I just I just wish and, and I know the last one we were talking with, with Mike when Nick was there back there on Tea Time with Mike tea and Mike. Tea time with Mike, Mike and Mike. Mike, which by the way, got us with this long form right now. If Mike was here, he'd be like, Gotcha. <laughs> talking shit. Now I gotcha two hours later. Fuck but, that uh, guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck you, Mike, and your team. Fuck that guy. I didn't realize at a meeting at 10.30. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. But, it, you know, what if – I remember we talked about influencers back in the Ooh, day. Whoa. Right? Wait, and I'm not going to get started on this. Holy shit. He dropped the hat. Woo! He dropped the hat. He's a judge. He's a judge. So um, – I'm back. What if there was an influencer? Uh-huh. What if there was a fucking IG food reviewer that was actually critical from time to time? Well, Would you respect them more or less? Assuming it was a valid review. Uh, the, the problem with that is that... It's most certain, like 100% positive. Like, I, I don't know of any um, IG food, any non... I don't know of anyone in Miami that's, that's negative sometimes. You might, so let me, uh, let me just... Yeah. So I, I think that on that, it's important... To establish like what is an influencer, right? So I think uh, to me, some of the following. Well, so that's not what I would say, right? Like, what would you say to me? An influencer, whether they have five followers, because you can be an influencer and just be bad at it and not have a following. Well, yeah, but then you're not influential. But that's your in the same way that like you could be a driver and like somebody's paying you to drive and you crash every time you leave True. the parking lot. True. So you could be an influencer or a marketer, right? You could be an ad person and never get anybody uh-huh. a return, uh-huh. but you're still an advertising person because that's what you do. To me, an influencer is someone who is setting out to change people's behavior. And yeah. the issue that I have with influencers as they tend to work is that they'll make a deal with you, at least selling you on the idea that you'll get a return, but they don't tell the end consumer how they'll, they're sort of like posing as yeah, as independent really journalists. That's really tough. So if yeah. I, I think if what you're doing is that you're doing food criticism and you just happen to be on social media as a platform for distribution, yeah. then what you're doing isn't influencing. You just happen to be an independent food journalist. And you're not making deals with the end consumer or with the provider of the food or the vendor or whatever. You're, provide, you're, you're adding value. And then, so for example, what we're doing here, right? Like, yeah. We're we're not advertising anybody. I'm what looking, are we doing here? I'm looking for for third party <laughs> advertisers. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm looking for third party advertisers who yeah. who want the attention of the audience that we're gaining. Yeah. But we never set out like we're not set, like we didn't. If this conversation would have gone very differently, if the objective was to get people to drink your beer and eat your pizza, 100. percent So yeah, which is why I we, shy we away have, from talking about we them. have very we have very like. We haven't talked about your pizza and your beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned I was always spot on Palmetto Bay. If only Bay, someone had su- suggested this at some point <laughs> in the last two hours. No, yeah, but that's boring. That's I'm boring. Sorry. No, it's okay. not that it's boring. I just, I want to know about... It's, it's too late for the things you want to know. <laughs> You're right. No, I, I'll, so I will the say... beer's good. Here's my parting good. recommendations. It, it doesn't matter. The, the bottom line... Dude, the reason I like I, I find no interest talking about beer and pizza is because like I 
it's exactly what, what, what Mike t- said. You prefer Mike or Michael? I'm not sure. All right, we'll go with <laughs> Big M. Big M over here. Oh, little M now. Little M now. Right? Or uh, in, in shape M. M. Smaller, Smaller M. Yeah, there you go. Not little, little M. No one wants M. to be little this guy, right? Yeah, I know, right? So, yeah, in shape M. So, no, um, what Mike's saying is, is it, like, I'm in a fucking neighborhood. Like, the good thing about being in a neighborhood out there is that my regulars and my clientele, right. they know me. That's right. That's right. Like, and 100%. once you get word of mouth, which it took me about eight months to a year, like, you almost don't even need to fucking advertise. We That's still right. do some small advertisement, but, like, I'd much rather talk about things that feed my soul and your soul and Mike's soul oh, than talk but about my like, beer and food, oh, you know? Yeah, but, you know, it's all, like, it's a thing. It's symbiotic. Oh, yeah, it is. It's it like, is. you know, what feeds the soul and... It's interesting what you said about not needing advertising and marketing because you're in a neighborhood. Yeah. People we still do, but a little bit less. Just less. Yeah. A lot you less. don't you don't need to be like full <clears throat> it's not full frontal. Yeah. Right? You're if not. you're in Winwood, you gotta fucking show your dick. You gotta show your dick all get the that time. dick, get and it's it out. Exhausting. Yeah. Get that you're dick exhaustingly out. showing your dick. Yeah. You're sending dick pics around the city <laughs> all the time. Exactly. Me and my business, like my business partner, it's his job to like drive me and motivate me and drive me. Right. And like, I'm like, dude, what why do we job. have to do something? I was like, why do we have to do something every day? I know. Can we just relax and enjoy what we do? And he's like, yeah. no, I get it. I like having fun too, but we got to drive revenues. I'm Exhausting. like, I get it. It's like, fuck, man. Let's know. recommend some shit before recommend Nick fucking shit. jumps off a bridge. So my recommendation yeah. is watch Scandal. It's That's good. The rec- Holy Wait, what's that? Shit. Oh, watch, watch Scandal. Scandal. The show that t- ten or ten minutes or two hours ago he said was just okay. Yeah, it's I know. Fine. Was- <laughs> no, it's good. There was a documentary I told you about doping that was great, and I still haven't found the name ooh, of it. Ooh, ooh, yeah, the, the Russian one about the Russian yes, doping. That one. Fuck, dude, that shit was crazy. Crazy, right? What's Hold that on. fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> Siri. What is the Yo, name of Siri? The- What's that documentary about doping? No chance. No <laughs> Icar- chance. Icarus. 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 It's fucking Icarus, what dude. Icarus? Yes. What are you watching? It's Ic. No, it's Icarus. Are you sure there wasn't no, a Russian Icarus. doper on Scandal and you just got confused? No, no. it's Icarus. It's no. I- I'm about to drink your Negroni. It's Icarus. This is it's water. A- yeah, it's, water, sir. <laughs> it's orange water. Yeah. Sounds. I got like just checked right. in at Hilton. So your recommendation so is watch Scandal and Icarus. No, no, Icarus. 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 And watch Icarus. Icarus is great. Although it's not even close to the best documentary I've ever seen. No, the best documentary I've ever seen, not based on like Planet Earth, no, is fucking The King of Kong. Have you ever seen The King of Kong? No, but it sounds great. The King of Kong. So, some documentarian, assuming that's a correct word, thank you, verified, um, set out to do a documentary about the world of adult vintage um, console, not console, vintage um, cabinet video gaming. Competitive cabinet video gaming. What is a cabinet video So cabinet gaming? is like what's at an arcade, that big fucking thing. Oh, right? okay, okay. Got it. So apparently in the world of that, like there's Pac-Man, there's Miss Pac-Man, but the epitome of difficulty and, and just fucking epicness is fucking Donkey Kong. Hmm. So this, there was, long story short, there was a guy named Billy Mitchell. He was a Florida guy, of course. 
course. And he was also a restaurateur. I don't know. Always here. Not, not. And he was the god of Donkey Kong, right? God. Like he had long hair. He had a wife that was enhanced in every way possible. Very blonde. Like it was fucking. It's amazing story. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin as fuck, but thin with, with, you know, fake breasts. Like Billy Mitchell. Beautiful. Fake breasts. Yeah. Then he was the he was the evil part, part. and then the fucking protagonist <laughs> was this poor fucking guy. He wasn't poor. He just had a he was the epitome of mediocrity. He was just a guy. He's a nice guy. You like to like him. <laughs> and his parent his parents were like his parents were like, oh yeah, you know, we kind of felt bad for him growing up, but he's a good. He was a good kid. He's a nice guy. He had you know two and a half kids in the white picket fence, and and he bought a fucking. Donkey Kong thing that his wife made him keep in the garage so he would sit there on a stool and play it and he posted his score online and it defeated Billy Mitchell's score. Oh, I love And this. Billy Mitchell who has fucking henchmen and all that it just fucking propagated into this like crazy story oh, with man. like fraud and deceit and it's it's about Donkey Kong. Yeah. And it's so well made. Nick, you'll fucking No, no, I gotta get it. Yeah, I'm all over this. I'm all all over this. I would love to get this person on the podcast. Dude, you need that. How do we do this? No, we need Billy Mitchell. We We need Billy Mitchell on this podcast. Billy Mitchell, if you're listening, which you probably are, you're invited. Yeah, come on by. Billy Mitchell. I mean, we have a bigger audience than Joe Rogan. He may live in Selena, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, we are we are the next Joe Rogan. You guys have a pretty Joe Rogan is the next Punkle Punk. You guys have He's the up and coming. Yeah. We've had, well, no, not we. DadeMag.com has had two guests on podcasts that have done Rogan's podcast. Right. There you go. So, and you're the third. No, you've you had, just been I've never done Joe. I've, I've not been yet been on Joe Rogan's <laughs> right. podcast, but I, it's, it's pending. Yeah. This is the stepping stone. It's a stepping to Rogan stone. Right now. I mean, you guys have had some names, though. Oh, Ed oh, Reed was on here, we've bro. Had names. We've had names. You've had names. <laughs> big names. I love big. The names you've had are bigly, bigly names. Bigly. Huge, huge names. All right, we got to sign off here. My recommendation no, is everything that is Strange Beast. Are you kidding me? That's my man right here. <laughs> I recommend everything that is Beltran. Problem solved. Thank you. Sign it off. Boom. Done. No. Done. Uh, so you want to just quick shameless plugging? All your social media, all your URLs? Yes, 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 yes. Please, please check us out. Um, uh, Lincoln's Beard is kind of our beer brand. Lincoln's Beard Brewing on Bird Road in the Palmetto right in the Heart of Miami, I like to say. Um, Strange Beast Brew Pub, which uh, you've probably never heard of. We're a 1,500 square foot brew pub pizzeria out on Sunset and 152. And most importantly, for anyone listening to this that might be in the Grove area, straight down south, 174th and US 1, opening price sometime in August. August. It's a good a, month, uh, August. Yes, it's a good month. It's a good, I mean, it's a good month for everything except for F&B. It's your birthday. Ooh. What, late August? Late August? Early late August. August man. You have Virgo? Not that astrology I'm is real. Leo, it's no, astrology is real. <laughs> Scientifically proven. Thank you. Done. We broke the code here on Panko Podcast. Boom. Virgo gang. Thank you.